TJB. <laughs> Tommaso. What's up, man? How's it going, Carl? What's up, buddy? So, how's it going? <laughs> we met. We met on the set of a movie. Yeah, a newspaper. Do you, remember, do you remember which movie that was? Newspaper or the paper or whatever with Tom Hanks. The newspaper. Mm-hmm. I think it was called The Post. The Post. The Post. Yeah, The Post. With Tom Hanks. With Tom with the Hanks. And it was his birthday, the day we worked with him. It was it was his birthday? Yeah. Did 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 you get him anything? I got him a happy birthday. Did you get a, a, him? A, and he went. <laughs> a, a Thomas J. Balloonzo. Balloonzo. That's actually very close to the original uh, <laughs> phonetical spelling. Uh, 283. Is that uh, is it the 283rd episode or is it the 83rd episode of season two? No, it is the 283rd episode of the, of the podcast. That means you've done 282 episodes before me. Uh huh. Well, you still well, haven't gotten a good camera. <laughs> no, this is a this is a pretty decent camera. <laughs> as, it, as it looks like, I need my glasses. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm too bright. Maybe I got to turn my my light down or something. <laughs> turn it down. What you want to leave, puppy? Go ahead. Go ahead, dog. Get out of here. Get out of here. All right, good boy. Yeah, cats, dogs, humans. At least I don't have kids. Ugh, that makes me the happiest man in the world. People always like, don't say that. What about people who can't have kids? Well, then I should be dating them. Yeah, uh, kids. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about not having those. Also, yeah, they get in the way of like life, <laughs> dude. Like I like kids. Like. I can have a good time hanging around and yeah, yeah, giving noogies and whatever, but just don't give uh, your age. What's that? You're like, I like hanging around kids. Yeah, 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 dude. Like, I I love, uh, I love, I love play playing and joking and being a good uncle. Like, I like, you know, I I like hanging out with uh, with family members, like my cousins' kids and stuff. That's always fun. But like, I don't want any of my own. Nope. I like to say goodbye to him, is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, uh, oh, he's always oh, being a little problem. Here you go. <laughs> he's, he's, he seems to be having a little dirty diaper. Here you go. You clean that. <clears throat> this one smells. No, really. He has a nose. He can definitely smell things. He's not my type. C4. Does that explode in your mouth? In my, in my, in my guts. I drink uh, Diet Cherry Pepsi to slowly kill myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm, I'm working on that. I yeah. Set off yeah. these explosions. Like I don't want to die, but since I'm going to die one day, I'm like I might as well enjoy the taste in my mouth. <laughs> People was like, you shouldn't drink that. You know, you're not gonna. It's gonna shorten your life. I go. I go. First of all, who wants to live until they're so old they can't walk? I, and you know. What is living to 97 years old if you can't enjoy a diet, a, a diet cherry cola every That's once in a while? Yeah. Like my dad says, if you can make it to 50, you've seen everything. <laughs> well, how close to 50 are you now? Too close. <laughs> I'm closer than I should be. 
not far enough to be scared. Uh, no, I'm I'm 45 next year, so I'm I'm half I'm halfway uh, I'm halfway from 40 to there, which is pretty interesting. I think I think I'll make it to 50, and then uh, and then then I'll just my sex life will be over. <laughs> is that is that what it ends? Well, I, you know, I tell kids all the time. I go, look, you're in your uh, teens to 20s. You're like, let you watch, you know, like, hey, let's go Netflix and chill. And it's, but you're really there just to to chill on each other, right? But when you hit 30, like the 30, you go, well, may, well, maybe we could just finish the episode, <laughs> right? And then, when you hit 40, uh, uh, you go, hey. I'm watching a show. <laughs> and, and once 50 comes, you it's know, like, you never do again. Is it like, is it like the optional face or uh, Netflix and chill? It's like, okay, I'm watching this. If you want to come over and chill, I'll be watching it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. For 40, you're like, you know, I'm watching TV and I just, if maybe you want to chill, come and watch Netflix. <laughs> So, um, good. Bro, I mean, what's up? I did have you on the podcast a couple of years ago. Like, I guess, what was it, 2017 or 18 or something like <laughs> Jesus, that? Jesus, was it that long ago? Yeah. So, I guess it was. Yeah. It was I mean, lots has probably changed since then. Yeah. Yeah. I lost both legs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, does that chair have <laughs> that, that? I'm confused about that chair. <laughs> well, my dildo chair? No, yeah, I, yeah. uh, I, uh, this is a wheelchair. Yeah. Okay. It's got wheels on. It has wheels. No, uh, I. What are you pushing it around with? (laughs) The wheels. (laughs) Just my arms. Yeah. The wheels uh, reduce the resistance (laughs) of pushback, man. It lets. It lets. It. It picks up on the signals that I would be sending to my legs if they were there. Yeah. I have phantom legs. I feel them because they're there. <clears throat> I know. Well, the two, a couple of things changed. You have a new background, and I have a new background, so that's pretty mm-hmm. exciting. You yeah, that the show could end there, and it would feel like an accomplishment. Have you gotten up on stage at all lately? Uh, the last time I got on stage was 2017 with music, and then uh, COVID hit. COVID hit. You know, I was doing my networking events. I was doing all that stuff. I was working on some movies we were about to film something and COVID hit and just ruined everything well Um, it's over now so get back to it well yeah but now it's like i don't live in new york anymore because where do you live now i live in uh ohio i didn't Uh, know that yeah it's terrible no it's it's good it's good uh i'm going back to new york but um i'm just uh so when going back to new york is that when you're gonna pick back up on Filming stuff and like music and comedy. Um, well, here I'm gonna start doing comedy again soon. I uh, I already I'm actually going to a club uh, this Saturday to uh, check it out because my friend is performing, uh, but she's from New York. So I was like, oh, that's a great, a great uh, excuse. Yeah. To be like, well, I gotta go there anyway. Right? Um, so I'll see how that goes. When I go back to New York, though, uh, I don't know if you you saw on social media or uh, or follow my newsletter, <clears throat> but uh, Team Rise Together, I, I started that in uh, 2013, and uh, 
the beginning of this year of 2022, I officially made it a nonprofit, uh, which is nice. And um, that means that we'll be getting into not just film, but working with comedians, musicians, you name it. Anyone who's in the entertainment industry, wrestlers, if they want, uh, like yourself. Um, and all it is is just a, a place that provides free resources for people to learn the business, help them with contracts, uh, <clears throat> you know, help them understand how to run their life like a business. Rise so together. Yeah, team rise together. Work, grow, and rise together. So it's all about creating community. And what's nice about it is it has a merit system. So the more you get involved and the more you help others within Team Rise Together, uh, the more benefits you get. Um, so that's always pretty exciting. You know, so we'll see how that goes once I get back to New York. And, uh, you know, and we're also going to film projects and stuff. And it's there's like, a studio kind of like the 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 ideal goal for Rise Together, Team Rise Together is just to, to build that like merit system up. Um, well, and, Team Rise, the main goal of Team Rise together, all rise together. Well, yeah, but it's to find a uh, selfless group of individuals willing to work together. Uh, but the thing is, uh, it's also a, um, uh, a an ownership pro project, you know, concept where any project we work on, um, like let's say you work on the project, let's say it's a comedy show, and you're on that comedy show, and we film it. Uh, you own a, you own points in that project. So everyone involved owns portions of anything they work on, uh, you know. Um, and then the other thing is we're, we're going to work to make everybody get paid exactly the same. So they get a flat rate for working on certain things and then they have ownership in it. And every time it makes money, you get money as an owner. I like money. Uh, what? You like money? I like, mon I like money. Who Give doesn't me. like money? Okay, but you like uh, money we should hang out. Yeah, you like money? Let's play poker. <laughs> uh, the the only thing that's uh, uh, you know like in the beginning when you join, you don't have any merit, so you have to you have to pay for your membership. And the more merit you gain, the less your membership is until it's until your membership is free. And our hope is that you help others so much that you get involved so much that you don't pay for the membership. So paying for the membership or not paying for the membership, you still get all the uh, all the the bonuses. You get to meet the people. You know we're gonna have, you know, uh, successful people come in and speak. You know it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty exciting. But the difference is we want to reward those who give their time and help others because that's really our mission is to bring people together and uh, weed out the selfish people. But you know, like if you just want to be there for the benefit, pay your X amount of dollars for the year and call well, it like a day. I mean, I I know I've seen I know I've seen it like in real time, both on my end and on your end. Like the people want to sign up for the thing to like get the help, but then they don't want to listen to like they already have their idea of what they want to the think. How and the the system seems set up where it's like okay, well, if you want to not listen to the people who have the good ideas who are going to help you rise, just pay the price of the the, the membership. Correct. Yeah, because we don't judge anyone. If, if you right. know how to do it and you just want to have the benefit of meeting people and having the resources at your hand to, you know, our goal is to obviously open up a facility and you could come in, use the studio. You could come in, uh, you know, you get to sit in on the meetings where we get to do interviews with famous people. Uh, you get all that, but you just pay. You could even work on projects. It's just you can't if you don't pay. 
Hey, I, I, I'm good at interviewing people sometimes, you know. <laughs> well, show me. <laughs> uh, sometimes. I'm not warmed up. I've only done 282 shows before this. Uh, 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 well, uh, uh, what do you mean talk uh, uh, into the mic? No. <laughs> Where is Mike? No, the microphone. Oh, that's what that's code for. No. <laughs> So, uh, you, you've done tons of shows, done tons of podcasts. You've been on lots of stuff. And, um, one thing I always ask is, uh, what's one thing that you've never been asked on any of these interviews or any of these podcasts that you've wanted to be asked and never have been? Oh, uh, I don't I don't really think about it like that. Like I want to uh, my my thing is actually honestly <clears throat> I hate questions. Uh from my music days, from when I started back in 97 doing music, I my I hate questions because they're so poorly asked. My my least favorite question in the world though is uh, whatever it is you do, let's say music, comedy, whatever. If it's music, they go, "So what got you into music or comedy? So so why do you do comedy?" Right? And you're just like, "Come on, ask me a real question." Um, I I prefer conversation. That's <laughs> to answer your question. The one question I wish I have gotten from people is a conversation, but they usually they have like, "Oh, all right, so uh, let me look at my uh, let's say I got my uh, I have to ask you." It's like, uh, "All right, I I did." I did the very general googling of you, and I saw the very, uh, the very vague, very broad shit. And I'm gonna ask you about that stuff. <laughs> like, I feel like that's any interview anyone's ever tried to agree get me to agree to do. Yeah, it's like, oh well, I've, I'm like, anybody could listen to anything else I've ever done and find out any of those things, and yeah. anybody could at any moment jump into my dms and ask me those questions and i'd answer them that's true it's 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 really like give me something newer and better and more original and something that like if i was listening to it i'd want to hear this yeah that's that's like my main thing like why i wanted to do anything i've ever wanted to do because if i was somebody consuming the content that i'm putting out I'd want to consume that type of content. Yeah. And not like something like, like I have to say, man, I've done so many podcasts where people are like, tell me about your first match. Tell me about, <laughs> tell me. I don't smoke. <laughs> right. <laughs> My first match, like the one I struck to light that first house up. <laughs> uh, you know, I burnt my finger on my first match. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, there you go. Wrestling matches, though, you know, the, what's interesting about that is, you know, it's uh, 100% real as far as the athleticism, but it's a thousand percent fake as far as story goes. Right. Uh, but no one ever says that to actors. <laughs> you know, like no one goes to, jo- uh, to Keanu Reeves and goes, you know, it's really great. You did that movie, but we all know it's fake. <laughs> <laughs> right they're, but but they're very comfortable going i love i love that fight scene where it was gun foo and you, you killed like 13 people and it's like they didn't he didn't kill anybody <laughs> it was literally fake but like for wrestlers they have to deal with wrestling's fake and you're like yes it's as fake 
as any entertainment, but the action of doing it is real. But, but I, it, I I've always found it intriguing that they don't bother actors. But, you know, like no one goes to Angelina Jolie and be like, I can't believe you saved the world. When you ran up up that wall? Oh, my God. Yeah. How did you learn to do that? Mr. and Mrs. Smith, weren't you scared coming down that, that, that thing after you murdered the guy? And did the cops ever come to you when they murdered? I mean, you killed that, that person. Uh, no, no. Uh, it's an act, It's acting. That's acting! Well, like, something I say a lot, and I, stop me if you've heard me say it before, but I have. People, people will say, people will say, oh, like, what's it like? People will ask me what's it like, and I'm like, Imagine, like, the pay scale of a cover band act. But, oh, like, $750 a match? But, like, the cover band probably gets more money and also gets more respect. And people go, oh, that's talent. And what I'm doing is phony blocking. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like, I, well, dude, have you ever this, thought this about using is, real wood blocks and not phony blocks? <laughs> It's it's like it's like um dude the pain is real the bumps and the bruises and the the the, the scars are all real I can't take any of that stuff back and yeah. it's just to just to like dismiss it and go like oh well that's all of it is phony when it's like nah bro I I really committed uh 20 years to my life to this right now are you calling me fake cuz uh I'm not fake like uh you know, I had to I had to get trained to really hurt people, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, really hurt people while not hurting anyone. What? You well, had no, to, I had to, you had I had to get shown how it would be done as a shoot and how yeah. it would be done to work it. That was yeah. the way I was taught. So I I for sure know how to do everything where I could actually. Oh yeah, pile drive will break someone's neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't hold their head a couple inches in your legs, you know. Uh the thing though, it'll drive them into a pile. Yeah, yeah, they'll just be like, they, will, they will be I a pile. Like, yeah, Steve Austin, a, a driven pile. That's where the name comes from. I oh, know. I had no idea. You didn't, Jesus. These moves. <laughs> it's like Houdini all over again. Because he was a, he wrestled. I don't know if you know. Um, I didn't. I didn't know. Was was Houdini a wrestler? No, well, I'm sure there was a Houdini wrestler, but Houdini, the magician, you know, he had a wrestler's body. You know? uh, now, as I interview, um, <laughs> as you, please interview me. Please. What's your least favorite? All right. Uh, the thing, though, with people asking you about uh, wrestling is that uh, they really have this fantasy that they wish they could do it and they feel they can do it because it's fake in their mind but just mm. like acting or comedy you 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 cannot just go up there mm -hmm. and know what you're doing yeah. however you can go up there and do it it might be good it might be bad but you won't understand what you are doing you know, and I've seen actors come in and I'm like, man, have you ever had training? They're like, no. And I'm like, oh, you, you're natural. You know what you're doing. But if they don't know how to do what they're doing. They just do it. And I've seen comedians where they're just natural, but they don't understand what they're doing. So they can't improve until they understand the process. And the same thing with wrestling, you know. But have you ever gone on, on the top rope, you know, at your age? And, and like you get up there and you see in the crowd and the person you got to jump on and you're just like – 
yeah, I don't think I want to do this again. <laughs> maybe actually, maybe all, my, actually, all my moves are on the map. <laughs> I actually I actually did a ladder match this Saturday, and I was up on the top of the ladder. Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I have been on the top rope at my age. I've been above the top rope at my age. Well. Have you felt, though, like maybe I should just Chris Jericho it and just do my seven moves, call it a day? No, dude. Not um, that I'm a dis because I Chris Jericho is was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. So, dis on Jericho, dis on Jericho. Maybe, this, this. maybe Chris Jericho will see this clip and retweet it. And no, I doubt it. We were. <laughs> what'd you say? I said I'd, no. I I actually opened up for Chris Jericho. Oh yeah, for Fozzie. Yeah, and uh, cool. There's a funny moment was in the backstage. Uh, every everyone at that show. And by the way, I'm I'm obviously uh, it's a hyperbole. Everyone, uh, the great majority of the audience at that show was there to see the wrestler Chris Jericho, not the band Fozzie. Right. Because you could, they, they all had their like wrestling paraphernalia, wrestling, uh, wrestling uh, shirts and stuff. Well, the uh, sign this stuff, you know, the paraphernalia. They had, they had their belts with them. Their wrestling yeah, yeah, belts. Like, ah, right. Do I do okay? And uh, so they come back, and there's this one girl, and she's like. Oh, Chris Jericho, can you sign that? Can you sign my thing? And he's signing it. I'm standing next to him because, you know, we're in the back room. And I go, I believe you're spelling your name incorrectly. It's Moon Goose McQueen. Because <laughs> for Fozzie. Because that was his name in Fozzie. Yeah. <laughs> I, dude, I had that VHS tape. I mean, oh, the one where they're, like, explaining how they finally are yeah. able to leave Europe? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm, dude, I was always, my whole life, a humongous Chris Jericho fan. Like, I would say for the majority of my days would say that Jericho was like my favorite wrestler, like yeah. number one favorite, top favorite wrestler. And then he left WCW and I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's just he, he inspired me in a lot of ways to go like, well, like he wanted to be a wrestler and then he was. And then he wanted to do a podcast. He did it. He wanted to be in music. He did it. Like well, he was in music first. Right, exactly. I'm just saying as yeah. uh, in no particular order. I'm just saying these as <clears throat> as, a, as feats. He wanted to be an author. He did it the best. His books were my favorite. Like his books were just uh the history of wrestling, like his life in no, wrestling, like or they were like autobiographical. Oh, yeah. Like the first three were auto auto autobiographical, and then like the fourth one, or I, I, I lost out on whatever one is like the 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 thing is, like, success is a four-letter word or whatever. Failure is a four-letter word. That's what's, like, the name of the book. Yeah, yeah. I didn't finish it. I didn't finish it because it was, like, more of, like, a trying to be, like, a self-help book or something. Yeah, like yeah. Like, eh. So you're not going to read my next book that's coming out. Is it going to be a self-help book? <laughs> it is a self-help book, yeah. It's actually the Bible. It's, uh, it's, um. You jumbled it up. I took, I took everything that I've been teaching for, like, 20 years, and I just put it into one book. And it's. <laughs> I, right now it's called break, break, uh, breaking down success, but you know, I speak and I do all these en speak engagements and I help people. I consult and, uh, I kind of want to move out of that in my life. So I'm writing this book sort of as like, I don't really want to do it anymore, but if anyone asks me and I'm like, I believe in you because I'm doing the team rise together thing. And to me, that's, it is consulting, but it's free consult. It's just, it's just me speaking, you know, it's Bro, like, I feel like you've been a consultant this whole time. Like well, I have. Yeah. Since, uh, kind of like your, your gimmick. Well, 2010, I this took it. Gimmick brother. <clears throat> yeah. Brother, these pythons. 
Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is going on? Um, okay. So uh, I uh, I took consulting seriously in 2010, and I built my uh, my quote unquote empire, my business. Um, before that, I was very much in entertainment, and uh, people would ask me, "How are you?" Blank blank blank. And I would tell them. And then one day, I was just sick of just giving my time, so I was like. Uh, you'll have to pay this. And they were like, yes. And I was like, really? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll, I will teach you. And then I found myself, you know, this is weird. Before I asked for money, I felt like I was being taken advantage of. And then once I started asking for money, I didn't want to charge a lot because I enjoyed teaching people and seeing them improve. So my rates are so ridiculously low that people are like, how do you make money? I go, oh, I, I, I made money. Because I know how money I'm like, I invested, I, <laughs> I saved my money, you know, like I organized my money from music. I, you know, like I, I, I basically retired at 27, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 27, 29 ish air that, that time period. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, so you don't, I go, no, I don't need the money, but I don't want someone to hire me for zero because I want them to feel like they're putting a little worth in. Like they're but investing it, in their own, their own yeah. uh, future. Yeah, because there is a big difference between like, say you you were like, hey, Tom, can you give me some advice? And I give it to you and you're like, that's great. Versus you're like, all right, I'm paying for this. This time is valuable. Let me get my notes. I'm going to pay attention. And there's a little bit more. Uh, uh, there's, a, there's a serious element to it. Um, but I still I still charge such ridiculous. They sometimes are like, I know I'm not going to be able to afford you. And I go, well, these are my rates. And they go, what? <laughs> I go, yeah. You know, uh, however, I, I do. I've always been a writer, so that's that's where I make a lot of my uh, income now. Is probably since um, 2016 ish. I've been making good money on writing because uh, people hire me to write, or they hire me to consult their stories. Like I do, I do narrative consulting uh, or story structure, or I just write the thing for them, either a script or a book or whatever it is. That's that's also why I'm I'm because I know that. I'm all, that's why I'm also excited about you going back to New York and making <laughs> films and stuff because like the writing will probably be chef's kiss. It'll be I, I hope so. <laughs> well, I wrote this play. This is how I knew I should be a writer, even though I've been writing since I was a child because I started in comic books. And uh, but I was always told you can't be a writer because I couldn't spell. They didn't have spell check when I was a young uh and now I'm like, writers write, editors edit. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> I mean, I could obviously spell now. But <laughs> I'm not 17. Well, uh, when I can't. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong 17. with not being able to spell. Yeah. What's wrong with being 17? <laughs> yeah. So I spell read, read, and I read, read. What's the deal? No, all right. So, uh, <laughs> living life. Who, who doesn't get that mixed up? So, uh <laughs> The thing is with how, writing. How come the same words mean the same thing sometimes? The word impression and the word impersonation are the same. If you do an impersonation of a guy and you do an impression of a guy, you're doing the same thing. No, one goes into dough and the other is physical. All right. Anyway, <laughs> you're making an impression. Anyway, I get it. I understand. I'm telling the audience. Oh. <laughs> One one is a cookie cutter that's no. making an impression. <laughs> and the other is just my career going down the snare. Um no, I wrote this uh 
I I I think you remember. I owned the theater for three years. Uh, the Rose Theater. I I probably mentioned it, but uh, I I don't remember. Sorry. So during that time, um, I was teaching a free writing class again. Like as you can see, I like to give my time because I I want to see people succeed, and uh. You know, I had anywhere from 20 to 50 people in that class, depending on the week. But it was every Wednesday. And uh, someone was like, hey, how can I, you know, you're always teaching us to write. You know, do you have anything? And I was like, well, I have this play that I wrote. But it was like my first play. And they're like, you should do it. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, well, I have a theater, so I don't have to. It's not like I'm going to lose money, really. Uh, so I did the play and it got on the news. And I didn't ask. I didn't. Re- I did it low key. Like I didn't advertise it because, you know, it was my first place. So I was like, this is, it needs work. And mm-hmm. uh, people would come into the play that I didn't know because I didn't advertise it. Uh, they just came to the theater because, you know, it was on the website. Were you uh, doing your newsletters back then? No, no, no. And uh, pre newsletters was pre newsletter. This was uh, 2000. How many people get those? Uh, I have like 8000 people in there. That's a lot, man. Yeah. Well, you know, you collect names over the years. <laughs> Only two people open it up, so it's worth it. Uh, no. So anyway, I, I did this play, and uh, the news came and asked me if they could do an interview on me. And then the people that were coming, they were crying, and so, like they were. And then they would come the next week with new people with them. Mm-hmm. And then they would like, draw. Yeah, and you know they'd be like, "Who wrote this?" And I'd be like, "Oh, I did." You know, because I would come out after because I I performed in it too. I was I was I was the uh, not the lead, but the. Uh, supporting actor um which is interesting because you'd be like oh i wrote it and directed it i should be the lead you know no yeah, you, you put yourself over bro <laughs> yeah yeah no. get yourself get yourself over no i wanted i wanted I, I was like let me get this other guy to do it. Mm-hmm. and uh so i did it and they're like you wrote it and i go yeah and they go but you're white and i was like end and and the play was about interracial relationships and like the 60s and like all that and uh it was pretty heavy topics so I was after that, I decided to make it a movie. That was the movie I was going to film before um, COVID hit. And I had all the actors. I had everything in place. I had the money. And um, and we did like table reads and people were crying at the table reads. So I I knew I knew it it had some weight to it. Uh, I knew if anything, people were going to at least enjoy watching it. And it's just two people. in, In one main scene, like one open apartment area. And uh, and people were like, this, no one's going to enjoy this. Like before people did the table read and stuff, they're like, it's it's just two people talking. And they're just like, what the fuck? You know, like, and they're like what, that is that true? Like they were so engulfed in the conversation. Yeah. And, and the uh, you know, there's there's pushback and there's argument. There's, you know, so uh, I, I do, but I also write stupid. You know, I write silly things, and I write. Well, like I know you, so I know you've gotta. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, uh... like I've had conversations with you. I know that it goes to the it goes to the silly Billy committee over here. Exactly. You need silly Billiness, or what's the point yeah. in life? You know, you need silly Billiness. You need you need it. You need it. Um, but you know, I'm a stand up, so mm-hmm. obviously it's gonna be. But I I also don't like jokes in stories i like funniness in stories and i think there's a yeah. big difference yeah i get what you're saying because sometimes especially like if you write jokes in like a in like a script format right yeah. and then i i remember i wrote some jokes for this short film that we made like in 2011 and i remember watching 
the screenings of it and being like, that joke didn't land the way I wanted it to land. And I'm like, the guy didn't really pull it off the way I wanted to yeah. pull it off. I'm automatically blaming everybody but me. <laughs> well, you <laughs> know, performance is a thing. Like, if you're like, if there's a joke and they're like, yes, because there was lots of bananas. <laughs> and it's just like, no, he's supposed to be emphasis. You know, uh, yeah. that, I think that's the hardest part about being a writer is mm -hmm. you write with intention. And then if the director, but again, is that on you that it wasn't clear and the director doesn't redirect the actor to hit right. that? Intention? Maybe there should have been screen direction. Yeah, Maybe but, there should have been yeah, but you're told never to do that. You know, don't. Parentheses. Yeah, oh, the, the, the parentheticals. Parentheticals. The parentheticals. Uh, angry. Bit. Humorist. Right. You know, right. sarcastic, you know, small penis. Um, uh, so <laughs> say you just say uh, talk to the writer about how to how to deliver this line. Well, I have had directors go. Um, uh, they would talk to me. They go, maybe we should remove this because it doesn't make any sense. And then I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. And they go, oh, that is needed. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, what do you, and they're like, yeah, but that's not what you're, you're not, why don't we literally say that? I go, but then it's not subtext. Right. And if it's not subtext, it's poor writing. Because, right. But it's just it's like very, like, here it all is. Let's dumb it all down for all the dummies who won't understand it. Well, imagine watching a movie, right? And the conflict is this. Corey, I do not like you because you slept with my sister. And then your response is just literally, well, I did not mean to sleep with her in a way that would upset you. It was just very convenient for us. Right. And like, that's terrible writing. But that conflict is interesting. You know, and uh, oh, let me let the doggy out. Go ahead, Go ahead. That conflict is interesting. And now here we go. So the conflict would really be watching you in that moment with the sister not wanting to, but then kind of falling into that moment and you end up sleeping together. Now I have to find out. But once I find out, the audience knows I found out, but you don't know I found out. Mm. And now we interact and the conflict is you don't know that I know. And you go, hey, Tom, why don't you come over for a barbecue? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess I guess I could try to get there. And you're like, wait, we're like best friends. Why, why is he kind of like he should be like, yeah, bro. Uh, you know, like now you have that moment where you're like, why is does he know? Does he not know? But you don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. And imagine a director goes, yeah, but I don't understand. Why doesn't he want to go to the barbecue? They're best friends. And it's like, because he knows that he slept with him. Oh, well, why doesn't he say something about it? Because first of all, story. Let me tell the audience something real quick. Please. I'm going to, I'm going to cross my legs in a listening manner. Right. And I'll, and I'll put my hand here on my, you're, you're on the my... listening man. Mm -hmm. uh, so in story, sometimes when you find yourself bored, it's usually because things are happening, but nothing is happening. And what, what I mean by that is, Things have to happen, so they're just letting it happen, and there's no conflict or drama or tension. And you have to challenge information. So presenting the fact that you slept with the sister in that story, the challenge is, do I know or do I not know? I do know. Okay, great. I'm going to challenge that now. Now that I know, do I know and I let you know or I don't let you know? And in this situation, I'm choosing not to let you know that I know. 
right? And you just keep doing that. And you could go either way. It doesn't matter. You could write a whole story with all these choices and then go back and say, well, let me change this one challenge. And that's how you create intriguing story. Now, obviously, you know, there's good writing and then there's great writing. And great writing comes from understanding the rules enough to break them. Uh, good writing under good writing is utilizing the rules, but you can be a poor writer, meaning like I'm using all the rules, but you're not saying anything. There's no substance to what you're saying. And that that's probably the hardest part for me as a writer watching stuff or reading stuff. And is you're just like, why are things just happening? Like, let someone fail. You know, let someone feel something. That's why I hate Mary Sue's and, and Gary Stu's are like Mar they're Mary Sue's and Gary Stu's. So a Mary Sue is basically uh, for layman's version. It's an unaffected uh, female character that not only is highly capable without explanation, but ca has no default, uh, uh, um, cannot be beaten, basically, is, is, is perfect. And, and a Gary Stu would be the male version of that. So. Um, Ray from uh, the Star Wars sequels is a Mary, Stu a Mary, a Mary Sue, and then um, I don't really, I can't really think of any Mary, uh, Gary Stews because <laughs> usually, usually guys like for example in The Witcher, he falters, he gets wounded, he gets hurt, he almost can die. However, in the ordinary world section of the story, which is usually the beginning of any story, um, he's highly capable because we need to know what he's capable of. So he has his limitations. However, once the inciting incident happens and we're doing a rising conflict and we hit the conflict, we cannot introduce new information from the descending conflict. We can't be like, well, he also has this power because now you're introducing the DSX market factor. Um, so, you know, knowing your stories is important. Knowing your tools is important, but also at the same time, introduce conflict so if you're dealing with a mary sue or a gary stew can we just make a movie about a mary sue and a gary stew like like when gary stew met met larry moo or whatever the larry moo, <laughs> mary sue and gary stew. that'd be funny when, and they're just when, perfect they're just like mary met gary yeah hi i like you i like you we should be together yes we should there's mary. no explainable reason for why we should be together but yes let's <laughs> let's just absolutely do it just works. I like carrots. I like carrots. <laughs> this is my favorite movie. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> oh my God, we're being robbed. That's okay. I know martial arts. I know martial arts. Do, 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 do. Martial arts shows up. I'm ready to fight for you. All right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> martial art. Prepare martial for arts reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah. So I think I think that uh, for for me. Uh, you you can really crap a movie out when it's just like we need to get person A to person D. I mean, person A to, from uh, point A to point B and uh, they need to know things. And uh... I, I have ideas. <laughs> I have lots of ideas and like everything I've ever done that has been like a like a writing credit or anything. It's always been like I've had ideas and I've been there in the writing room, but yeah. I've never actually write anything out. I'm not I don't I wouldn't say that I'm a good writer. But I can develop ideas and sit with someone in a writing room and 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 develop something. Did you but, know uh, you're the least you're the last person they would think to hire nowadays? In the old days, though, you would be in the room, which is weird because born in the wrong generation. 
Yeah, because your job would be so powerful because you, you may not be able to write, but you're sitting there listening and people hit these blocks where they're just like, well, what do we do with this? And you're like, how about that? You know, like those who are not afraid to throw out ideas are strong. I think strong influences of the creative process. Um, but I like with streaming and everything, sometimes they don't even hire a writing crew. You're just hired like sort of like <laughs> in the ether. And they're like, we need someone to write this episode, you know, uh, but whatever it is, it is what it is. So you're you're like let me let me hear an idea like throw out an idea let me let me see if it's a story or if it's uh it holds water it doesn't okay. hold water so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say this idea that I have for for uh like a script but I'm I'm saying it on here I might have said it on here before I doubt that I have but now I'm giving it away for free so someone steal it and use it please yeah but you know. You can't you can't steal the you can't steal the perspective of the writer. You can only steal the concept. And there's only seven stories, so yes. no one really steals anything. So, so you know, steal this concept if I don't get to it first. <laughs> there's a princess and a, a prince. Well, I want to I want to set it in a world where, in a world <laughs> where where Y two K happens. Y two K happens, <laughs> and that is the end of the world but only to the fact that like new people can't be born right and so the everybody end of the world <laughs> everybody also not only just are they just so this is first hundred or whatever it's called hundred i never saw that it's a tv show but uh oh yeah the, it was like the okay i i kind i did watch it but i don't it's not that so shut <laughs> it's up it's not that there's, there's 110 people <laughs> the man of a thousand and four holds oh, last man what is it called? The uh, last man on earth. No, the uh, the man of wise. Uh, I think it's called the last man on earth, right? The last man. Show. Oh, why the last man? It's called. Oh yeah, I, I watched that too. Yeah, no one can have children anymore. Men are gone. Okay, go ahead. All right, so there's Y two K end of the world. No one else can be born. So the uh, <clears throat> so it's like anybody anybody who's so after after 2000, everybody dies at the year that everybody at the same time dies at the year like or not at the same time. But I'd say like, let's say like the, their birthday comes that hits that hits the year that they were born. Right. So like, let's say I'm born in 1983. I die on my 83rd birthday. OK, everybody. So like that's why new birth can't happen. So like you can have a baby, but then that baby, like if the baby's born in 2001, they die when they're one. You know, if they're born in 2002, they die when they're two. So it's like you it's they don't find well, right out now. This is a this is a uh, setting. Right. Yes. It's not this an, is it's more not an idea. It's a setting. No, this isn't a, this isn't an idea. The idea that I was thinking was like. I want to I want to think about where. Maybe maybe the privileged, maybe the rich and the privileged have figured out a way to 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 fix it and only have like privileged rich kids. Okay. This is still setting. Right. But I'm thinking of having like a, <laughs> a young hero wanting to give this back to the, the, the huddled masses who are maybe homeless now living in the gutters, maybe mm -hmm. have it be like some, some rich kid who, you know, was, you know, a fan of a fan of '90s pop culture or something. 
All right, so that's the motivation. What's the resolve? <clears throat> What's the consequence of success? Uh, the consequence of success is like normal, not privileged, snooty, up their own ass people populating the world anymore. All right. So what? What not happens? Exclusively. What happens to society, the hierarchy, and now you'll start developing an actual story because if you have you you created the setting, a very vivid setting. You create a motivation from your hero, be it a male or female. And now you have to understand the resolution. What does the resolution happen? Now, once you understand what it would look like if it was resolved, now you can create the conflict uh, resisting that change and the conflict that happens uh, directly after that change, things like that. Um, And then you have to find yourself your inciting incident. Like why this character decided, hey, I've lived in this world. I want to change this world that has been great to me, but not other people. So you have to figure out that moment, right? And that becomes your... So that's how you develop the story. Right now, you gave setting and motivation, but the reason it's not considered a story idea yet is because there's no... What's the resolve? Yeah, there's no character. I don't have a... Yeah, yeah. I don't have, like, too many real super specifics yet. I just... It's a concept, I guess, a premise for... Yeah, but that was good. What would be a story? I just yeah. showed you how I would uh, yeah. consult the story, and I would give you. And if you notice, I wasn't necessarily taking the story away from you. I was just saying you need the. Now you have to think about this, and you have to, you know, what's the purpose of that? And never mind. Screw it. It sucks. Never mind. You ruined it, Tom. No, no, no. No, you know, I, I do tell. There are writers or people who want to be writers that come to me and they have the most ridiculous story ideas in the world. And I go, all right, work on it. And they're like, you don't think it's bad? I go, it doesn't matter if I think it's bad. If it's something you feel passionate about writing, find it. My job. That, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think that other people told them that it was bad? And that's why they were like automatically like, oh, you didn't think it was bad? I think friends and family might have said it was great. And then like somebody they weren't friends and family with was like, that's a terrible idea. So they were like conflicted. <laughs> and then they have an, you know, a professional or an expert tell them, no, there's no such thing as a bad idea. It, or, or more importantly, I didn't say that. I, I have said it's not my job to like or dislike a story. My, right. You know, it's the same thing with bands. When they used to come to me, they'd be like, you don't want to listen to my music? I go, for God's sakes, if I listen to your music, I am not going to want to work with you. And they're like, why not? I was like, because then every time I look at you, I'll hear the crappy music in my head. And they're like, well, don't you have to like the music? I go, you need to like the music. You're the one who needs to write it. You're the one who needs to play it. My job is to help you understand how to brand yourself, how to market yourself, how to get into the right rooms, you know, how, how to how to make money. You know, if it mattered what your music sounded like, there wouldn't be several different websites dedicated to people wrapping themselves up in saran wrap and crapping on camera. Like there there are people who wrap themselves in saran wrap and crap on camera. Yeah, there are multiple websites dedicated to that. Now, I only know that because I used to think the same way most people think when it comes to product and marketing. They go. My idea is well, great. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not about your your idea is not great. Tell it's me what it idea. says about what it tell me what it says about branding that you said saran wrap. Just specifically brand specific saran wrap. <laughs> Reynolds well, wrap. The brand the brand wouldn't be that there's saran wrap and crap. It would be the presentation, would be the brand. <laughs> However, the need, there's a solution they are finding to a need. For the, and that's why it has an audience. 
there is a desire, a fetish world that has a need for this thing. And they found the solution by presenting it. Now, the way they present it becomes the brand. So how is the camera shots? Are they on a black background or are they in a setting? Uh, do they have story or is it just right to the point? So that would be the branding, would be the presentation and the representation. Yeah. Um, so. You got to wonder if they have like any catchphrases they like to use. Yeah, shit happens. Like, uh, yeah, <laughs> if they have merch. <laughs> I'm surrounded. Imagine it. You know what's crazy? I've seen you in those videos. <laughs> <laughs> You've been watching those. Damn it. I'm like, why is Corey wrestling with? Oh, I see. I get it. It's oh, part of his brand. Plastic. He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. So no, uh, but that's that's the truth. You know, like actors too. Uh, actors. Oh, I want to be the lead. Why? Well, because that means I'm successful. No, what are you trying to say? in your work is what will make you successful. That's the brand winning an Oscar for like a thing that has nothing to do with your purpose will pigeonhole you. You'll be stuck. That's who you are. And that's why Denzel Washington did the films he did with it, that he chose to do. That's why, um, you know, Michael J. Fox did what he did. That's why, like, if you look at Michael J. Fox, what films did he do? What kind of character was he always? He was Marty McFly pretty much right and he was he was the adorable guy and alex siever or whatever yeah well, what's interesting is and he was teen wolf and he was teen wolf he won an oscar for that <laughs> in his acting career he was he did the status quo of what people expected it wasn't until he left the his acting career that he really started shaking things up all right so um <clears throat> okay i get what you're doing <laughs> Woo! I wrote that in advance. No, just kidding. That was <laughs> talk about the different kind of worlds that he lives in. You see, yeah, yeah. See, so you're Parkinson's. talking. There's, you know, parallel Parkinson's. He has parallel Parkinson's next to uh, other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I, I'm back to the future, Marty. We must go back. <laughs> it's as good as you're gonna get. Uh, the, the, uh, what you were doing sounded like, um, remember eight crazy nights, like the old, the old man that he was oh, living, yeah, 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 yeah. the old man that he was living in that guy's house or something. So, yeah. They, they're hey, like, hey, hey. <laughs> what's going on? All right, man. Eight crazy nights. Okay. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever see the little Nikki? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the remember the the referee in the Harlem Globetrotters game that that Dana Carvey played. No, I don't. I don't remember his small. Get that crap out of here! <laughs> That's funny. I remember the studio didn't want to release that movie because they're like, "What is Adam Sandler even saying?" <laughs> he had to go back and re-record ADR. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And change his voice a little bit. I finally get some respect. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> That was in Ladybugs, though. That was in Ladybugs. Yeah, the movie Ladybugs. Uh, yeah, with uh, with uh, Roddy Dangerfield and that boy who was on the girls' soccer team. Yeah, who ended up hanging himself. He killed himself. Can't believe it. I think mm. he was in Sequest too, wasn't he? Um, Joe with yeah, the I think so. I'm trying to remember the guy's name off the top of my head. 
Jonathan Brandis. I think, yeah, I think that's it. I think. Uh, Damn. Bam. Ladybug actors. Are you, are you, are you uh, Googling it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm remembering my sister had like the Tiger Beat magazine stuff that had that boy on the cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was your sister's. Yes, it was my sister's. Not mine. Nowhere on the toilet. Yeah, you'd be like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna read my sister's magazine that came to me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna subscribe to this with my name for her. For her, yeah, yeah, as a gift. Did you know that movie came out in '92? Wow. Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, there he is. Woo! Let's let's uh let's look at some uh facts about Jonathan Brandis. Let's see. Trivia. You want some trivia? Jonathan Brandis trivia. His by the way, his last film his last project was Bad Girls from Valley High. Ooh. What year was that? 2005. He's five nine and a half. He's my height. Mm. Look at that. Look at that. I used to be that height when I was in the sixth grade. And what happened? You grew up? A little bit. Just a little bit. Not much. I stopped growing taller, but my my genitals uh, now hit the ground at my age. Okay, so they hit the ground when you're like laying down. Yeah, he wrote he wrote uh, the Sequest 2032 episode. Oh, uh, interesting. Uh, he performed in more than 85 commercials. Huh. Interesting. He was like he was like the dollar store Devin Sawa. I would have to say. Oh, that's not <laughs> Oh, after his death, dozens upon dozens of internet communities and memorable uh, uh, memorial websites were devoted to him. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Well, that happens. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What That's can you terrible. What could you even do? What could you even do? I don't know. If you killed yourself, I, I promise you, I'll make a website just making fun of the whole thing for you. And uh, I mean... <laughs> I was just filled with puns. Who the heck was I just talking to the other day? They said something about killing themselves, and, and they were like, "Oh yeah, my friend said something about like, uh, I guess because uh, Logan Paul, they say that like they're saying that like he messed with the bodies at the suicide woods in Japan." Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, it's on foot. It's on film. And and my friend was like, "If look if." If he was messing with my body, wouldn't you be upset about it? And I'd be like, no. I would say make fun of you because you're an asshole. You selfishly ditched all your loved ones. Fuck you for doing that. Well, you know, you don't know what was going through their mind. Unless no, it was yeah, bullet, I know. Yeah, you know, I know you but, don't uh, know. But uh, for sure, Logan Paul could piss on your dead body and I wouldn't care. Well, the story, and I, and by the way, I may be wrong on this. The story was in the because they took the video down. He was walking through the woods that is known for all these suicides. Right. And while they were there, they found a body hanging, and mm-hmm. then they filmed it. And you know, but um, did they do anything to it? I think that was what the, what my friend was telling me. Like they had done yeah, something to the body. I'm, I'm sure they did. You know, they filmed it, and they. Uh, let me see. Uh, Logan Logan Paul. Suicide Forest. Uh oh! Wow, the video's still up. It's re-uploaded. What? He su- he got sued over that in 2020. Uh, for 3.5 million dollars. Hmm. Oh, 
He says he was sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. Please don't let me lose my endorsement deals. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It'll take too long to look it up, but there's a lot of articles on it. Um, I will I will say this, though. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know if you know, I deal with chronic depression, right? Do I deal with chronic depression? No, no, I do. I have chronic persistent depression. Oh, okay. I thought you were asking me if I also did. And I was no, like, no, 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 no. Oh, you got a fabulous ass. So like, I don't can't. not, I don't not suffer from chronic depression. Well, chronic depression is that you're always at a state of depression, but the value is waived mm-hmm. by whatever chemical imbalance you're dealing with at any given time. So you always feel, but I, my, my thing is disassociation. Like that's my main thing I, I, I deal with. But, uh, I always tell, you know, I tell people, especially in therapy, you know, do you ever have thoughts of suicide? And I go, it's not that I want uh, to kill myself, but I have feelings that I want to die. And I, those are two different, uh, mentalities I feel, especially for my, you know, like you're, it's like your brain is like, you, there's nothing, just die. But you're you're like, but I don't want to die. You know what I'm saying? Like that. So it's an interesting, and, uh, you know, I write about some of those themes sometimes in stories and stuff where, like, the person is struggling with these, where, like, that's a contradiction almost. It's like, well, did I want to die, but I don't want to end it. Did you watch the Louis C.K. 2017 Netflix special? The Sorry? No. Oh. 2000, it was called 2017. It was... um. Louis C.K., he he had a whole chunk about suicide. Uh, I may he have. Was, like, was, he, was he in a weird tuxedo? I mean, yeah. a suit? Yeah, he was in a suit. Yeah, yeah, I, I think. He I had think. a whole chunk about suicide that was too perfect. It was too good. Yeah. I mean, well, go back he, and watch that special. It's he is a genius comedian. Really I will tell you a funny story about Louis C.K. Please. I, I hear he jerked off in front of No. Um, so uh, one time uh, I was working with uh, these comedians. Right. Uh, in top of the bottom pile, like we were like a team. And uh, and I said, uh, I kept telling him about brand. I go, you know, brand really influences. There's a certain point where a comedian no longer is funny, but their audience will find them funny. Well, it's not that they're not funny. What I'm saying is. And, and successful comedians have come out and tried to explain this. They don't know if they're funny anymore. Because their audience is going to laugh at them. Right. Right. You know, like when you go to see Louis C.K., you're you know Louis what you C.K. signed up for. Yeah. yeah, you're a fan. Mm-hmm. It's very rare that Louis C.K. is going to go into a club that is you his show that you right. paid to see. Uh, but, you know, like a Jerry Seinfeld will be working on a new bit reading and people are like, this is terrible. And they're like, I'm wor- I'm literally reading still. I'm like, I'm still working mm-hmm. it out. Right. There's a difference between that. But what I'm talking about is like when you're you're doing a joke. Like a like a work joke, you're mm-hmm. gonna get laughs because you are the brand, and they didn't believe me. They were like, "No, you just have to be really funny." I go, I, "I'm not saying they're not funny, but their audience is going to laugh at them. That's just what's gonna happen." Mm-hmm. And uh, so one day I sent a Louis C.K. joke verbatim. I wrote it out, and I was like, "Hey, I've been working on this joke. I was wondering if you could give me some uh, feedback on it." Mm-hmm. And I sent it, and they wrote me back like. It's a little wordy. It's kind of long. I think there's some good themes in there that you could probably work on if you just slim it down, maybe get to the point quicker. And I was like, you don't you don't think this would get a lot of laughs, though? And it's like a two minute bit, whatever. And they're like, I I think I think if you really worked it and you change a lot of the wording, you could. And and so then I sent the clip of uh, Louis C.K. just doing that joke. Yeah. 
And I was like, I don't know. He seems to be getting it. And they're like, this is Louis C.K. And I, he's like, you said it was you. <laughs> and I was like, well, I was proving my point. You know, <laughs> until you know it's who it is. You know, what, Popper? I, <clears throat> I, was, I was working on my raisin brand. I was raising it. Raise, raisin brand. Now, w- did you hear it through the grapevine? I. <laughs> I heard it through the grapevine. Listen, I know that uh, uh, you don't cut the show. Right. Uh, but my dog needs to go out. Okay. So, uh, so well, you want to do that and then come back and we'll wrap it up? Or do you want to wrap it up now and you want to rock and roll and we'll go let your dog out? Well, I don't, it's up to you. I mean, we already you. Hit, we we've hit an hour. Yeah, whatever you want to do. I, like, I mean, I could I could just start I could start taking it home if you want. Well, just yeah, a couple more things. Send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. Yeah, if you feel the conversation's over, I, I'm I'm fine with it. But uh, you know, if you if you want to read some uh, song lyrics from the '90s, uh, I, I could do that. It's 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 like a ten minute walk. You know, I got I got to take them to poop. Okay. <laughs> All right, just a couple more things, and I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake and right. a poopy bag for you to. Because he's, he's shivering. That's what he's. That's why he's crying. Hey, poopy bag. I know you're giving me the stare. He's giving <laughs> me the stare. You can't see him, but I can. Hey, pupper. <laughs> I adore you, man. I I always appreciate your time, and I I appreciate how willing you are to to like light up light up any situation it's it's funny it's it's funny for me to hear that you say you have any kind of depression because I, every time i ever see you or talk to you it's something funny or you have a big grin on your face it's yeah tears of a clown it's called the robin williams syndrome mm-hmm. <laughs> i rather other people laugh and i'm harry so it's like you know uh do you have anything do you have anything that would be something do you think it would be important to ask me or say to me on the record because of this, this format outliving us? Well, if my dog wasn't literally uh, <laughs> crap is bad, take a shit. <laughs> I'd take you down the rabbit hole, you know, but he, his rabbit hole needs to be relieved. His, his rabbit hole needs to be, <laughs> he's, he's going low to the ground. <laughs> you can't hear it on the mic, but <laughs> All right. Well, you know, uh, we'll take a quick break. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take yeah. a quick break and we'll come back in just 10 minutes. I'll mic mute and stop the cam and then you could just do, uh, you know, your thing and I'll be right back. All right. Cool. All right. <laughs> All right. Taking a quick break. This is the first time I think I've done this quick breaking. Oh, oh, shoot. Hello, hello, comments. Sequest, holy hell, throwback. Thanks, Rich. Earthquake simulator, gimmick simulator. Hey, brother. Hey, Rich. All right, so. Just to... uh, Well, I just uh, want to take this chance t- 
to thank everybody who consumes anything that I uh, put out there. And uh, I want to let anybody know, you know, if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I hope you've subscribed. If this is your first time checking out Evolving with Corey Castle, you can go back and check out 282 other episodes on all the platforms. You can follow me on YouTube, youtube.com slash Corey Castle. Uh, get new episodes early on YouTube. The, the episodes pop every Monday on Spotify and the podcasting platforms. But if you follow my my YouTube page, you'll get you'll get the uh, you'll get the, the episodes early as well as get the episodes of my podcast that I host with my partner, my girlfriend, Alyssa Marie. We host a podcast called Shamecast. New episodes pop, you know, sporadically. We kind of do them. We kind of do them maybe monthly, but it's usually just us, you know, talking about our relationship stuff and uh and we're uh talking to we're, we're we have a we have a voicemail set up where people can leave us anonymous voicemails and ask us questions and for advice and stuff and we, we just kind of play those on the air and then we talk about them so i hope you follow my youtube channel youtube.com slash cory castle uh <clears throat> You can uh, go to you go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Corey Castle. You can get yourself a podcast t-shirt from the Evolving with Corey Castle. The logo that's the logo that's my logo on on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, <clears throat> and there's this new app that I downloaded that I've been using a lot lately. If you want to uh, follow me a little bit like closer it's just audio it's an audio platform but usually about i don't know every couple days or so i go on and i'll like and i'll like hit i'll hit like uh go live or whatever and when i do that it's usually like i'll like watch something and i'll be you know it's similar which which I'll do on Twitch sometimes too. Uh, it'll be like I'll just watch something and have it on in the background and and be recording. So audio only goes on the Wisdom app, and I'll do usually the video on my Twitch channel, which you can follow Twitch at Corey Castle, C O R Y K A S T L E. And you know, like I said, if, let me know you exist. I appreciate all the comments that I'm always getting on here. I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate the love. I really, really do. I, I, dude, the 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 amount of currency of effort that I'm so grateful for, dude. Attention, energy, and, and effort. You can't just turn the radio on. You can't just turn the TV on and then have me be there. You can't just turn the computer on and have me be there. So you'd have to take a couple extra steps. So to say, you know, the steps leading up to making you get to the point where you're following me at some point. I'm so grateful. And if if you've done that, go ahead and go ahead and hit subscribe so that you'll, you know, constantly get updated when new episodes come out. 
hang in here for one moment. I'll take another quick break too. Anybody who's watching the video, I'm going to share with you these bruises that I've got. If you want to look at these cool bruises, right? Rad. Isn't this cool? Isn't it cool how I got a bruise here and I got a big bruise here? Oh, geez. Oh, geez. I'm a bruised ass boy. messing with the junk of this you know it's another interesting thing i'm doing if anyone's watching along with the video um sometimes this is like um the other way i've been doing it is i've been doing it this kind of way and see how i have this tv here so i've been streaming stuff on here I'll put something on and wait for Tom to come back. Mm -hmm. From this week on AEW Rampage. Did I watch that already this week? Oh, a new comment. What's a new comment? Is there a new comment? At this time, if uh, you're still listening to the podcast, Evolving with Corey Castle, episode 283, uh, 
uh, either podcast platforms or on YouTube. Thanks for hanging with me. I appreciate you guys' time and patience. Uh, The guest had to go take his dog to take a poop, and I told him it would be fine for him to just go do that. And uh, I figure while he's gone, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cut it because if I stop it, I don't know how to restart it. I'm I'm I don't claim to be the best at uh, knowing podcasting and stuff uh, as far as like. Uh, edit, editing audio and video. I, I'm not. I, I'm just a personality. I'm just a host. I'm the talent. I'm the talent, bro. <laughs> so, uh, it, it's a it's a cool, like, uh, intimate look at what we're doing here. So I figure I'll just try to. While waiting for my guest. What are you playing video games? <laughs> so I, I was doing the. Um, oh, hang on. I never stopped um, recording because. That's uh, fine. Yeah, that's fine. Because uh, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to re- restart the the stream or whatever. Oh yeah, that that's the only thing about Streamyard that I'm a little upset. Like it doesn't give you a you can't pause. Right, you can't pause it and restart it. So if I end broadcast, I can't restart the. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I just kept it going. And but you're also live right now, right? Yeah, yeah. So I just stayed live. But I, but yeah. I switched my camera angle. See, some sometimes, sometimes I do it like use the web the webcam that's attached to, to my laptop over here. Yeah. And have my TV over here playing something, and I'll watch along. Okay. Okay. I'll do that on a cage. Look at that. We got we to gotta destroy the brain watching. That's nice. On Twitch. Uh-huh. On the yeah, Twitch of the Twitch. That's my buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Mm. My, my buddy who gave me COVID. Really? You got the COVID? Well, not he now. He it right to me. Did you, get long, did you get long COVID or just... Uh... No, it was just short. It was a, this is a quick couple days sick. No, you know, like uh, where you, where you maintain like COVID like uh, symptoms, but you don't. No, have never, never had any of the bad symptoms. Like I just had like a a sore throat and felt real tired and sore and hung over for a couple of days. Yeah. Um, I never, I didn't, I never lost. I think, I think I had COVID maybe three times. Jesus. I never lost my taste buds. I never lost my sense of smell. But it well, was, you know, that's good though. Yeah, you you know you want to be able to taste and smell things. <laughs> and I was I was showing I was showing the the streamers yeah my bruises that I got Jesus, look at my bruise look at that these <laughs> bruises from from fake wrestling let me show you my uh, I feel like you're just showing muscles you're just like look at, look at no I wasn't doing that you know what's crazy I used to be bigger than you when I was younger I think you told me I think you yeah. told me that yeah and I lost it all. <laughs> well didn't you like didn't you like get in a in a um in a wreck or something? Oh, I got cancer. Which oh, is well, like being that's a wreck. wreck, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I like it was weird because I was watching like everything about me, like Macy, but I didn't see it until after I went back and looked at the photos where I was like, oh, 2006. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Because I used to, I was a gymmer, a gym rat five days a week. And, uh, but I had massive shoulders, a big back, chest. My, st- I had like the, uh, the power lifter stomach, you know, where it like came out and, uh, the, the, the ultraviolet, uh, the ultraviolet, uh, what the hell do they call that? The muscle gut? Yeah, the muscle. I had a muscle gut. And then, uh, and but I, I still have my legs. I'm very proud that I still have muscle legs. Good. And, and the muscle butt. Like, I really, have, you know, I don't have the guy, you know, uh, 45 degree angle. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but I, but I lost, I lost a lot of my book, but I'm still like almost 200 pounds, but I'm not fat. Like, my, my, um, my, whatchamacallit, fat index is still very low, you know, which is good. It's very good. Yeah. How were you on the um, on all the cancer stuff? Did any of that ever come back? Do you have any like lingering effects from it? Well, I, I have uh, something in my lungs, but it's uh, dormant right now. So I just have to keep getting that checked to make sure it doesn't grow. Um, but I wasn't even on uh, any treatment or anything because they found it and they were like, we got to get this out. So they just went in and did surgery and tore it all out. Uh, cause I was that close. Like it was, they were just, this is not good. And I was like, okay. And it was less than, less than 30 days later, they had me in surgery and I was like, okay, great. Do um, you remember the Mike Birbiglia joke about the, they never tell you when they find something. What? He said like, they never tell you they found something in your stomach and they go, it's season tickets to the Yankees. <laughs> Yeah, it's always it's always like, oh, we have some bad news. What do you mean bad news? Did I win the lotto? No, you're you're dying. Oh. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I don't mind if they tell me I'm dying. I mind if they tell me if I'm gonna like die. And I think I, you know, like you know, there's painful death, and then there's like, well, basically, you're gonna close your eyes one day and not wake up. You're like, oh, I don't need any surgery. You know, so like. Do you fear the pain of dying? Well, you know, uh, oh, my dog's just laying. I, my aunt had cancer. She had uh, lung cancer and breast cancer and brain cancer. And like to watch her deteriorate is that's pretty devastating. Um, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but like, you know, if I'm dying of a heart attack, you know, it's, it is what it is, you know, but to, to like prolong i mean she had to deal with it for four years they fixed it they got came back and she you know she lost her health she started getting other problems what no one it, wants that no one has time for that what what have you arrived at as far as like what happens to people when they die like where do you see your loved ones where do you see that they've gone what do you think oh. has happened to them they, well they go into my wallet for uh the cost of burial first mm. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, honestly, uh, I have my beliefs on that stuff. I've always had beliefs on that. Um, I'm not really uh, accustomed to talking about my personal beliefs. However, I'm happy to talk about philosophically uh, the religious uh, outlook on yes, it. Yes, if, if you want to be as broad and vague as, as you can yeah. about what your actual feelings are. Well, without, without saying what I believe happens personally, uh you know, I, I do believe there is something, you know, broadly speaking, 
uh, I just don't want to be pity. You know, my, my issue is being one, you know, like if someone was like, I'm Jewish. Now all the bias of being Jewish is thrown upon you. Oh, they celebrate Hanukkah. They were a little, you know, if you're like, I'm Catholic, you rape little boys. Like, you know, I, I just don't want. <laughs> That's the, the automatic thing you go to when someone says they're Catholic. Catholic. But Christians are annoying. So like, you know, like that's. <laughs> But they don't molest, you know, a, I shouldn't say that because we, we can't assume, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer might have been a Christian. But um, uh, that's that's the only reason I don't talk about what my personal beliefs are, because they then you get the assumption and it's thrown upon you. And like now they look at you and they go, oh, he wears a fucking yarmulke. And you're like, he sings the dreidel, 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 spin your dreidel round, dreidel, 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 make it out of quick. Like, I don't want to be known as like that. So, uh, you know, but if I'm like, there's reincarnation and like, oh, my God, you know, like he's a Muslim. And it's like, no, you know, like you can believe in reincarnation and not be. Uh, <laughs> is your wife looking at you, your girlfriend? She's, she's Indian. She's Indian. Did I mess up? She's Hindi. Is she Hindi? Sukran. <laughs> Sukran. I, I speak Hindi. Are you going to look like, who is this guy? No one's here, dude. Oh, <laughs> you look it off to the camera like, eh. there's nobody here. I'm by myself. <laughs> Philosophically speaking, is there anyone anywhere? Is it? No, but somebody's giving me a judgmental look over there. They're like, hey, you going to let him sing that dreidel, dreidel, dreidel song? He's singing it with great key. Uh, <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't believe, uh, I don't believe uh, heaven and hell exist. Though. I don't, that just doesn't. Even if I didn't have my own beliefs, it's just weird to think there's a benevolent God that's like, you broke the Ten Commandments. You must go to hell. Yeah, it's 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 like. Yeah, hell is a living thing. Well, I you know, we might be in hell right now. This that's is the thing. thing like hell is what hell is where you go in your brain. Yeah. Here yeah. on Earth. Yeah, you can be in hell making love to a woman you don't like anymore. Now, uh, I will say this. When I was younger, though, <laughs> this is getting deep. <laughs> uh, when I when I was younger, uh, I was forth, forced into Catholicism because my father's Catholic. And then I was forced into Christianity because my mom's a born again. And there was just a point where uh, I found, I did some. I was like, let me research religion, which, by the way, if you ever want to be enlightened, read. Uh and I, I found out that purgatory was actually invented by the Catholic Church because people were fearing to join the Catholic religion because they were like, well, what about babies? And what about, you know, like, what about people that didn't have, you know, and they're like, well, there, there's a there's a purgatory. And they're like, well, what's that? And they're like, it's where you go. You, we're for judgment and it, you could be there forever, you know, infinity. Uh, however. And you're just like, all right. Well, if they're making up things. <laughs> they have to make up other stuff. So, you yeah, know. Like, where's your credibility, Catholicism? Yeah. What's the deal? And then when you think about, you know, there was uh, then people like, oh, did you know that when the Catholics went to Norway, they tricked all the uh, believers because they had this scientific evidence of how to walk through fire without being hurt. And they're like, if your God is greater than ours, you won't be hurt going through this fire thing. And if our God is greater, we won't be hurt. And you go first. 
Yeah, and they hurt themselves, and then they went through, and they were like, "Your God is greater than ours." And then with uh, the the Celtic cross, the um, Saint, uh, I think it was uh, Saint Peter. Was it Saint Peter? Who's a? Uh, I can't remember the saint. Anyway, there was a guy. He was kidnapped when he was a child. He was brought to the Irish, uh, right? And uh, he really liked the Irish, but he was enslaved. He broke free, went back to his home home place became a bishop or something like that over time. And then he's like, I want to go. And they're like, what do you want to do? And he's like, I want to go back to Ireland. And I, I think they're good people. We just need to guide them. And he went there and he took their sun god, which is a circle. And they took the cross and they made the Celtic cross and they brought the uh, two religions together that way. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of insanity. And then when you look at the a lot uh, of rise together, <laughs> rise together. they weren't rising together. They were corrupting together. <laughs> But then you look at the uh, you look at the Horus and Ra, and you look at Jesus, and you look at the three days, and then it's the sun, and then you look at this twelve apostles. But there's also twelve, that, and you're just like, okay, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm 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 not gonna believe in any of this. <laughs> Logic is a dangerous tool, you know. I I know I just brought this up on the show, but I, I have to bring it up again, and it makes me laugh. Uh, John Mulaney. Are you familiar with John Mulaney? Oh, yeah, I love John Mulaney. When he does the whole bit about King Solomon. Uh, I'm not sure. I The, the when, last when, bit I remember when, that's famous from him is uh, you can't say midget because uh, it's just as bad as the N word. And he's like, but we are saying the word. <laughs> the one that you can't say, that's the worst word. <laughs> that's the worst word. <laughs> that bit, that's funny. I, I like his voice too. Are you telling me? A midget is a bad word. I can tell you why midget is not the worst word. There will be a protest of midgets outside this building. He's like, promise? (laughs) Promise? (laughs) But I was talking about when he does the the, the two women. He does two women? Two women went to King Solomon with one baby saying it it was their baby. Yeah. And King Solomon pitched the idea of cutting it in half. And the one lady was like, whoa, don't. And then the guy was like, that must be the real mother. Yeah. Must be the real mother. Didn't want to cut it. Logically speaking. Yeah. The other dumb bitch was like, I'll take the top part. (laughs) We know what she would choose for mermaid top or mermaid bottom. (laughs) I want a human body to talk to. Are you doing stand up still? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm not doing it as much as I. Uh, you know, in the past, I've been doing it. It's like yeah. I'll, I'll go through I'll go through phases where it's like I don't get stage time every every week. Like yeah. I I'd say last weekend was the last time I got up on stage. Do you have like a routine that you've stuck to for like the last thirty years? Or do yeah, you yeah, all, just all the time. I'm like stuff? I'm like airplane food, right? Uh, uh, airline. <laughs> Did you see these new wagon cars? There's no horses. Like they put wood on the side of these wagons. Yeah, they, they still have they still have horsepower, but they're cars. Okay. <laughs> when I was younger, I did I, I saw an automobile once at a fair. Now they're everywhere. That's and how I, old your routine is. You know, I, wonder, <laughs> I wonder sometimes because I know that there's like lots of lots of guys who like stuck to their bits for a long time, yeah, and yeah. even people who I love, like like Brian Regan probably stuck the same jokes for so long but he's like one of the greats uh i don't 
if that's necessarily true with Brian Regan. Like there is, there's a certain rule in comedy where it's like, you're going to become a circuit comic or you're going to become a comedian. And you know, uh, the circuit comics are the ones that you're talking about where they just, they go, they have their routine. Like Jay Leno is notorious for being a circuit comic. He won't do specials. He won't record his comedy. He, he just wants to be able to use it. And he feels once he uses, it, he has to throw it out because people know it. So, yeah. He just and he people also consider him a great comic though. He, like he's, he's one a, of the best comics. Genius, yeah, but he's not necessarily one that's always writing new material. Though he does work new material. But you know, if you're paying him as much as you're paying him to come see, he's just going to hit you with his A material. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm more of a Louis C.K. fan because he's always throwing out his stuff and then starting over. Yeah. Jerry did, Seinfeld just recently. Did you watch the it. I'm Sorry special? Not yet. It's on my to watch list. Uh, okay, I bought. I bought the. Um, I think I bought it. I think I bought. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, because you can only watch it. Yeah, you can on only buy website. it off of, off of his website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Which is smart. I watched it and I liked it. Yeah, well, he's. A great I mean, Louis the best man. I don't. I mean, I. I never for a moment gave up on Louis. I was never you like can't. everybody's no. turning on Louis and it's a scandal. Uh, boycott this guy. That didn't happen. I think some I people like, should have turned on him when he asked, you know, be like, do you want to watch? No, I'm going to turn around and you can do whatever you got to do. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to cancel this interaction with us. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. It's so difficult to go. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this I is awkward. <laughs> my friends were making jokes like that. They were going to walk around with shirts saying Louie asked. He did ask. And the women that said no, he stopped or he didn't do it. Right. And Sarah Silverman came out and said, uh, sometimes I said yes, sometimes I said no. It's like, it's like everybody's got their weird thing. And and he did the joke about it, about, um, about like everybody's got their thing. Now everyone knows mine. He's like, yeah. Obama knows my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I like what he's like. Th- th- my, what I learned is basically uh, if you have a thing, you ask the lady if they would if, if they are okay with it and then they're going to say yes right and if they say yes then you ask them again right and if they say yes again uh then you just don't do it <laughs> right <laughs> i've learned uh in my lifetime that um if the girl enjoyed it you still have to fear <laughs> the chance that she will one day think Maybe I didn't enjoy it, uh, despite the orgasm. And uh, he has money now, though, so I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, that's that's bizarre. You know, it's 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 strange trying to come up, uh, trying to trying to rise together, <laughs> trying to rise, trying to rise, trying uh, to rise with the when Viagra. when. when uh, Dude, it's weird. Like a couple of years ago, I was I was dating and stuff, and I brought a girl back to my house, and mm-hmm. she was like, "You're being weird right now." And I was like, "Leave, please leave." <laughs> like I have, I'm sorry, I don't want a story to come out later where I, you told me you were being weird and I did nothing about it. You told me I was being weird. I don't think I was being weird. Your idea of what weird is and what my idea of weird is probably aren't the same thing. Go find that. Yeah. Go find whatever your version of weird is that you like. Yeah. You want to peg me? I think you should leave. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. After, right after, right after the pegging. He didn't let me peg him. 
he made me uncomfortable. Uh, he has money. <laughs> he raped me. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. That doesn't even make any sense. Uh, my my rule is uh, um, I have to become friends with somebody uh, before it goes any further, uh, and I need to put a lot of time into that friendship because I want I want to see who they are as people with other people. Mm-hmm. And you can learn a lot from someone by how they talk about their relationships that they are in. And you're just like, oh, I know I can't be intimate with this person because, you know, it's always the other person's fault. <laughs> and you're like, how often can it be the other person's fault? You don't take accountability. I, you know, you, like, you might have heard me say this before, but if you haven't, listen to it again and, and use it in the future. If you want, if you want to, if you want to steal it and give me credit, cool. If you don't give me credit, yeah, yeah, I'll give you credit. I always say, I always say like, I treat, I treat any situation that you've ever been in. Like it's a game show with a big wheel, like wheel of fortune. But every, when you turn it, every single thing on that wheel is stuff that you can blame shit on. Right. Like my childhood, the home, the neighborhood I lived in, the, my brother, my sister, my cousin, my uncle, my massive my bro- penis, my like anything. It could and be- your name, your name is half the size of every other thing on on that wheel. You spin yeah. that wheel and it lands on anything else, but that little sliver that's your name. Keep spinning it. <laughs> keep spinning it. Keep spinning that accountability wheel, kid. <laughs> the accountability wheel. Uh, I don't take accountability for anything. <laughs> it can't be my fault because I'm amazing. <laughs> I, you ever meet a I can't be wrong person? I like, I, I think I've have... met less I I can be wrong people. Uh, well, I I wish I could meet I can I I wish uh, I met I I'm wrong people, but those people that are just like I can't that, if because if I'm wrong, then I'm, I'm wrong less valued, and if I'm less valued, I have no worth. Therefore, I can't be wrong because I have worth. And you're like, no, being wrong doesn't make you less worthy. It, yeah, it, it makes you actually more worthy. Yeah, you're 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 more human than you were letting us know. As as uh, uh, from the famous words of Rob Zombie, more human than human. Okay, more human than human. <laughs> oh man! So uh, uh, what you're saying is you have some skeletons in your closet. That's What's how that sound goes, right? How come you've never become successful? Uh, because I've done some questionable things in my past, and I'm just waiting. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what's prevented me from being su- successful is that I was wrong and refused to admit it multiple times, and here I sit, still wrong about so yeah. many things, and refuse to uh, be corrected. Too many people. Too many women said yes to me. Uh, and I fear they're going to turn into no's. <laughs> so I refuse uh, to work hard at being good at anything. Uh, I'm just going to continue to be a failure. <laughs> How many women have you been with? None. <laughs> too many. <laughs> zero. None zero. Is too many. Uh, my number is so big. No, um, I always like I like the chase, and then once they say, agree to be with me, then I I say well, we have to stop it here, and they go why? Because I like the chase, but I don't like the interaction because then uh, I could get in trouble. Right? It was like it's like you know once once I got you, it's not fun anymore. Once, yeah, yeah. Once you've yeah, once I gave you fifty dollars, 
Right, right. And and the exchange and <laughs> the interaction is that, that 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 money is for you to go home. Okay. Have you ever been with a woman and thought, man, her penis is beautiful? <laughs> Not yet. No. Not yet. Would you would you keep going? Would you be like, well, they are a woman. You know, they said they are a woman. Uh, so, yeah, probably. Yeah, you'd be like, I mean, oh, I, I mean, not. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, you can't be like, oh my god, you have a penis, because they're like, you have a penis. Uh, I, I'm in a very great relationship with a woman now. With a penis? Who, who has no penis? Oh my god, but, I'm sorry. I feel but, bad for you. But she has lots of penises in her drawers. <laughs> she is a she is a consultant for um, penises for, uh, for a dildo company. Oh, she's I a, thought she was a consultant. She, she looks at men's penises. Goes, no, yeah, she's that's gonna need work. She's a she's a door to door dildo salesman. Oh, oh, she's she's a she's a triple D. Door to door, 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 door dildo. dildo. <laughs> she, I I like to joke that she really knows her way around a ding dong. A ding dong. Now, when she <laughs> takes out a new dildo and it's like you know goes from where your pelvis is to your neck, do you think maybe you got to work a little harder? <laughs> No, nah, man, because of the thing, that thing doesn't have my charisma. That you says you. <laughs> <laughs> that thing doesn't have my doesn't have my my character. Doesn't have my. Yeah, jokes. it doesn't have my warmth. But it does. It does not bother me after I orgasm. <laughs> that's that's the issue. You know, women are like women. Might say they like cuddling afterwards, but a lot of times they need to get back to work. <laughs> You know, they're thinking, I, I got stuff I got to do. I got to write my book. I got to not be here. I got you know, this big to-do list. I got you checked off. Now I'm out. Have, have you ever finished with your woman and you both looked at each other like, we we don't have to cuddle. We can just like, I want to go do something. And you're like, oh, I want to do something. No, no I want to go do something by myself. <laughs> have you ever had that moment? Have I you feel ever? like you ask asking me these questions. Are you trying to work this stuff out for your own self? No, 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 no. I, I have, I have complete, uh, I have excellent relationships, uh, because, um, I, I get broken up with a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the dumpy. Would you say you've, you've been the dumpy more than you've been the dumper? I don't know. Let me, uh, I broke up with my first girlfriend. My second girlfriend broke up with me, but it was like two two weeks of being together, so I don't count that. Uh, no, I think I break up with the girl often. What do you think is the most common theme in the breakups? Uh, my biggest pet peeve is being told to do something different than who I am. But that does not mean I'm willing. I'm not willing to compromise. And I think what I'm trying to say is basically like I like to talk to people. So the moment they don't like that, I talk to people. I know that relationship's over. Uh, if um, if they make the comment, uh, why do you always make jokes? I know that relationship's over. It's Not like, that I, I don't always make jokes. Like I, you know, I take, I take charge of serious things, but when I'm in public or if I'm around people, I'm going to make jokes, you know, uh, if they say I embarrass them, I know the relationship is over. So I'll just break up with them <laughs> because I don't have time. I don't have time to change who I am for the comfort of other people because, and I say this knowing that probably 95% of what other people do 
makes me uncomfortable, I disagree with, or I don't like, but I never, ever bring it up to them because that's who they are. And I've always uh, been told to accept people for who they are, unless their behavior is directly uh, interfering with your, uh, your, um, I guess your goodwill, your health, you know, like obviously if somebody was a hitter, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let me, Hey, I don't like that, but so much. So I'm leaving. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, 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 and I run into it often where people are like, why do you always talk to the waiters when we're out? And I go, Oh, because I like talking to people. I'm like, well, don't do it. I don't like it. And then I'm like, I don't like that. You're racist. And they're like, I'm not racist. I go, you hate so-and-so you make fun of so-and-so you, you have kind well, that's because, you know, you can't trust them. I go, that's racist, you know, <laughs> and I go, I go, and I'm still friends with you. And they're like, well, I don't think it's racist. And I go, it's OK that you don't think it's racist. That Dunked. doesn't make it not racist. I was on a date with a girl once where unprompt she goes, I just want you to know I hate Asians and Jews. And I was like, oh, why did she say that after we ordered the food? Like, you know. I had to break up with her directly after that. I just, I couldn't. Yeah, man. I, I tell, I tell the story on stage. I went on a date with a, I went on a date with a woman who like the whole day, she was like saying real bully shit. Like she was yeah. being a dick to people like out in the, in, on the date. She was like being a dick. And she was telling me this story about how she like called these dudes, a bunch of pussies who were crying. And I was like, dude, you're, you're, you know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe don't pull people down like that. Maybe, maybe yeah. don't put people down. And she was like, I'm not doing that. Blah, blah, blah. And then, and then later <laughs> on, we, we went from one bar to another bar. And we went to the other bar and this whole group of uh, black people came in. Yeah. Yeah. And she looked at me and she went, it's getting dark in here. <laughs> and I was like, you can't say that. And she was well, like, no, she can say it. But it like, says a lot. I was like, yeah, I don't know if you could say that. And she was like, I was saying it like a good thing. And I was like, well, then you <laughs> wouldn't have whispered it. We should enslave their entire race. I'm saying it as a good thing. What do you? Yeah. Why are you upset? It's well, not, that's not bad. Not she's bad. like, do you mean it? No, no, I don't mean it. But it's something that we should really discuss. Did I lock my car doors? Oh, shoot. Like, it's Oh, I love that when they lock the doors or they pull the person. <laughs> right. So. Uh, so then I, then, um, I went home. I was, I, I was gonna, I was gonna spend the rest of the night with this person, but I just went home. Were you like, listen, mom, I can't do it. I gotta go. <laughs> and then she, then she like wrote me a message and said that I wasn't, I wasn't alpha enough for her. And I was Did like, you explain alpha beta doesn't actually exist. I, I was like, are you saying, are you saying I'm a beta because I said, don't call men pussies? Are you saying I'm a beta because I said don't call, don't like make fun of black people? Now, <laughs> see, I think you should be able to call men uh, pussies, uh, but you you shouldn't mean it. Mm -hmm. You know, right. like there's there's a there, like you know and I we're friends, so like if you were like ah oh, stop being a pussy, like yeah. as long as you don't mean it, right, and you're just saying it because it's funny, right. But if you're okay. like, hey, that guy's crying. What a pussy that guy is. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Again, it, it, yeah, yeah. If you're like they're a pussy because they're crying, and you believe that in your fucking right. soul, like, you gotta. There, you, you know what? Upgrade your life because yeah, this yeah. is old shit that you don't need anymore. 
like I make fun of everybody, but not to be malicious. I make fun of people to be ob- observing the humor in life. And then I get the laugh, but I don't mean it. Like I don't have, like, I don't care. Like, you know, if, if, if like I have a fat friend and I make a fat joke, I don't care that they're fat. I don't really believe fat people or whatever. I, I'm just saying, and I, I'm just observing the human. Like if, if there's a fat person sitting and it's all leaking out the side of the chair, I'm like, what are they melting? Like, cause observing it is funny, but I'm not like those people are just dis- like, I don't have like a, uh, derogatory, uh, just a, a blanket judgment. I'm not doing that. I'm not yeah, doing yeah. The, the blanket. Ju- cause I mean, dude, I spent so much time. I think through my whole life, I think, uh, I think I did a lot. I did a lot of like saying that the F word for, for for uh, homosexuals, I used to use what that word, word a lot. What, what word is it? Faggot. I used to. Whoa, say it, whoa! Oh, I used to say it all the time. Like, bro, and 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 the thing is, like, I would say it, and I go, "It's okay." Like, my brother's gay. It's all right. Like, <laughs> it's fine. I uh, and, my, and my it, brother sucked my. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> like, oh, oh, you know, I grew up like in a household where I was only straight one, like. My, yeah, yeah. my sister's gay. My brother's gay. My mom's gay. My little sister was just a baby. But I, I'm assuming your mom came out gay. Yes, she came. She did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Unless yeah, she adopted we, we all were, of you. She she married my dad. Yeah. When she was she was only 18 years old when she married. Oh my, my God. Dad. That's that's pretty good. So, <clears throat> you know, well, as, long as, as long as they loved each other, that's all that matters. Well, she's not married to my dad anymore. Oh, so they don't love me. They don't love each other. Not one. Why day. are you leaving me? Why well, I'm I'm gay. Yeah, but not, why not, are you leaving me? Not now. Not never. Yeah. Well, I just I just don't find you attractive. They, they, they I think I you. think uh, if you're if you're a homosexual, you can love somebody of the opposite uh, sex. It's just you're not right. Uh, no, it was more about for sure because they knew each other when they were kids. Yeah. And like, and he was the type of the type of guy that her parents didn't approve of, which like drove her more towards him. Yeah. 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 Like her, her, her mom and her stepdad were like, that guy's a loser. Stay away from him. And she's like, I I love him. I'm going to marry him and have his kids. And then come on as a lesbian. I don't get wet around them because I'm gay and I haven't come out, but I'm going to have his kids. (laughs) This is going to be the best life ever in the closet. Oh, God, why can't I be true? <laughs> Do you take this man? Oh, God. It's sad. Yes. Oh, look, For she's now. happy she's getting married. <laughs> Do we have that sex today? <laughs> She must be like, you know, it'd be really nice if you got fat. What do you mean? Like, if you had like moobs. <laughs> Why? Oh, I just love these just juicy fat titties on men. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I would really love that. <clears throat> Why are you getting so fat? My, my wife likes man tits. Really? She likes man tits? <laughs> you know, it'd be great if you just shaved your chest for me. <laughs> Why? No, just so your man tits are just skin. Well, <laughs> I, I, are you a lesbian? No. 
That's ridiculous. Why are our kids all gay? I don't know. <laughs> Corey's straight. No, he's not. Look at that man bun. Well, I, I, uh, he's a wrestler. I've, I've done the joke on stage a bunch where I talk about uh, like people ask me why I wanted to be a pro wrestler, and I always say I wanted to do something different than my older brother, who's a sassy homosexual that works in retail. So what I do is I go from town to town on the weekends, uh, shave my armpits, I put on tights. I oil myself up and I grapple around with with somebody I don't really know that well in front of groups of strangers because yeah. that'll show them. <laughs> that'll show them. Can we go I back to the so word faggot for a second? Uh, yeah, please. So you know how, like, if you're gay, you could be like, oh, you're being such a faggot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It, it's, it's, it's strange, man. It's, it's very strange. Um, and I think... Use of that and use of, I think when I was, when I was originally bringing up that I used to say it a lot and I, and I kind of like, didn't, didn't factor in my present company at the time or who would be consuming the shit that I was saying and normalizing that this word is okay to use. Same with like fat jokes. I made tons of fat jokes and I have a, uh, I have a lot of loved ones in my life who are very overweight and I was fucking hurting them. (laughs) I had, I, dude, I honestly, I, I have, I have made apologies to a lot of my friends. Really? Who are like, man, you know, I was, I was kind of, I was a, a dick for a while. Like, and I made a lot of jokes that would probably hurt a lot of people's feelings. And I, and I, and that does not, that does not exclude me making these kind of jokes in front of you, in front of her, in front of him. Like, it's just, I want to clear up. Cause like, I'm not going to get canceled for making fat jokes when I was younger. You'd be surprised. But maybe, but maybe. What if, what if I am? Yeah. That's not, that's not how I feel now. Well, you're not allowed to change your thoughts. No. How, how you were in your youth is exactly who you are today. After all that time, uh, learning and developing and growing, educating. Like when you read a book, you're technically not allowed to use the information from that book. Right. To elevate yourself. Well, the, the 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 original name that I came up with for the show was called Staying the Same with Corey Castle. Yeah, because you saw the word, uh, you know, <laughs> evolving and you were like, oh, I can't use that. It's a new word. Okay. I have to only use the vocabulary they gave me <laughs> uh, beforehand. Remaining. Um, remaining with Corey Castle. I, I think if you call somebody fat, you're being mean. But if you make fat jokes, I don't think you're being mean. It's the same thing as skinny. Like if you say, oh, you're skinny in a derogatory way, I, I think you're being mean. But if you talk, if you make jokes about being skinny, you know, like when I used to come home to see my mom, the first thing in her mouth would be like, oh, you got fat. And I'm like, OK, like that's mean. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like I used to say to my friend Dan, I would make fun of him. Right because it was funny for as an observation and he goes, that's not funny. Right. And then I would use the same joke on someone else near him and he would laugh. And I go, why are you? I thought you said it wasn't funny. He goes, well, it's funny when you say it to someone else. It wasn't a personal attack on me. Yeah. And I go, but I didn't, I wasn't a personal attack on him. It was Uh my point that I was making over the years. And after a while he was like, Oh, okay. I get it. Dude, I really think it's tricky when you're talking about anybody's body. It's tricky. 
uh, and uh, I <clears throat> mostly, mostly don't want to speak in any ways that aren't just complimentary. If I, unless I'm like, hey, dude, you're looking great. Oh. Like, <laughs> I'm throwing something out there like that. Well, yeah, but listen, uh, you have to be willing to offend. Okay. You have to be willing to offend, but I don't think you should be, for me personally, trying to offend. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very of I'm very of the mindset that we can't bubble wrap the world and we can't make yeah. everything comfortable for everybody who wants everything to be comfortable. Like the the amount of people who have a have a complaint and a problem with everything you do and you say are the type of people who are going to have a problem with everything everybody says. I do. I know I but I don't I don't voice it. I use my adult brain and my uh you know my ability to uh restrain myself. Logic. Uh but I'm offended by like 90 something percent of what the people say in this world and what they do. I'm offended by government, I'm offended by people who judge, I'm offended by right? <clears throat> I'm offended by people who get offended. Right. And it sounds like I'm making a joke, but it's true. I'm always but my impulse control is mature. You know, when someone comes and they want to shake my hand or hug me to say hello, I'm instantly offended or disgusted or uncomfortable. And uh, <clears throat> but I don't I don't make a fuss out of it. Uh, but, it, you know, obviously, if you smell like if you go to hug me and you smell, I will I'll be like, no, I'm good. And they'll be like, what? And I was like, I just I just don't want to hug you. And now I'm like, you Six smell feet, social <clears throat> distance, COVID. Yeah. And then I'm not trying to make fun of them, but I'll be like, well, you smell and I don't want your smell on me. And then like, well, you're offending me. I go, no, I'm communicating with you. And that's the thing. Like words are so powerful and they're weak at the same time. You know, we can use them to communicate our feelings. But if our feelings offend you, you're no longer communicating. You're insulting someone. And it's like, no, if I communicate how I feel. Right. You should be able to communicate how you feel or understand my feelings. But if I offend you because I'm telling you, you smell. If you say to me, why won't you hug me? And I go, well, you smell. And then you get pissed that I made fun of you. I'd be like, I didn't make fun of you. You asked me for. Right. Yeah, but then someone walks asked. by and they go, oh, my grandfather has a chronic stink skunk syndrome. And you're, I can't believe you just said that out of nowhere. Like you should be more conscious of what you're saying in public because you might offend someone. And it's just like, okay, that's like, I don't have time for that kind, but like that, that shit would offend me. But I don't say, I like, I'm like, I'm the, my father had the greatest comment to his grandfather, his father, I mean, who was my grandfather. Uh, my grandfather was in the car with my dad driving and a guy cut off my dad. And my grandfather's like, why didn't you uh, honk the horn? He goes, because I'm not expecting a Christmas present from that stranger that I will never see again. What is the result of honking the horn? Yeah. Like, you why just do made I, a big yeah. noise and accomplished nothing. Yeah. Oh, you cut me off. I just eh, eh, I just want you to know you cut me off. Like, who cares? And, and most of the time they're listening to music in their car anyway, and they can't hear the horn honking, <laughs> which is terrible because you're supposed to be driving defensively anyway. Uh, <laughs> But I, I don't think words should have power. I think intention should. I also think uh, 
situational communication is yeah, valid. There's a, there's a, there is a, it's, it's, it's definitely a, like a reading the room thing. Like there is a circumstance where anything can be fine. Anything yeah. can be, anything can be good, bad, just fine, terrible. Like depending on who it is and who's saying it and what situation they're in, who they're saying it to it, all of, all of the factors uh, come into play when it comes to those kind of things. Yeah. And by the way, like if you came up to me and you're like, Hey, uh, I know we just met and you know, I like you. We, we you made me laugh. It's just, uh, <clears throat> just be careful because I don't like the word gold. I'm saying it now. It's uncomfortable. It's making me uncomfortable telling you, but I let everyone know I, I that word upsets me. I had to make the choice of either a respecting that, right? B disregarding that ridiculous request, but it's not ridiculous to you mm -hmm. or C not hang out with you. Right. But you communicated your, your feelings beforehand. And I, and I have to say, do I, am I able to invest into this relationship knowing that the word gold is going to offend you? Right. right? How it's often does that word come up? I mean, in any of the words I'm talking about, how often do they come up? Well, what if like, gold is a part of my life? Like I right. wear gold, I buy gold, I distribute gold. I'm a gold salesperson. I, I am an expert in gold, right? What if that happens? I know that we can't be friends, mm. right? And that's okay. But that's okay. But if you get offended because I don't want to be friends with you because I can't, I, I have to, you know, well, you should respect the fact that that's an offensive word. And it's like, but it's, it's offensive to you, but it's my livelihood to me. Yeah. Mm. I kind of think, I kind of think, and I'm a, I'm, I think I'm offended by the word gaslighting. I think that that triggers me. I get triggered by people saying they're gas, they're being gaslit. Well, most people don't know what the word gaslit even means. <clears throat> you know, you know, I, People should either not know what it means at all so that it never gets used or or have a better idea of what they're meaning by it. Well, like if you feel something, you go if you go. Um, no, let's say let's say I, I see you not doing something and you're telling me you're doing it. And I say, but you're not doing it. <clears throat> People would consider me the gaslighter because you feel some way. And I'm telling you what you feel is not true. So I'm changing your reality. But if I am physically seeing you not do the thing and the result of what should happen after you do the thing is not proved, I am observing the truth. You are feeling the cognitive dissonance, which is mm. I believe what is true is true, but it's not. I am not gaslighting you. However, if you argue that I am I am making it up and you're like, I am doing the thing I told you I am doing and I go, show me the proof and you go, well, the proof is in my head because I've been thinking about it. I'd be like, but the proof is based on what we agreed the results would be, which is not what you're using as the evidence. So, I, the, you know, I feel like the the simple accusation that someone would say some if someone tells me i'm gaslighting them in any way no one's ever going to go hey it could be it could be believed in my own brain maybe 
that you you might be what you're doing right now could be considered gaslighting. It's not. It's never that. It's that's gaslighting. You're gaslighting me. I'm like, yeah. well, you're throwing accusations. <laughs> uh, that's gaslighting right there. When it, when it comes to communication, though, how I feel and what is happening are not the same thing. The the they may at times collide. How I feel might be what is happening. Like if I feel you are insulting me. And it turns out you are choosing to insult me. That could happen. However, if I feel you're insulting me and you tell me you are not insulting me, I have to understand that my perception is one thing and your perception is another. And that's okay too. Like the black and white of it the, with no gray area, that's where it becomes uh, just convoluted and invalid with uh, communication. I've dealt with people in my past I write people off now if if their communication skills are crap or if they're uh, if I tell them, hey, uh, you don't care about this thing. And they go, yes, I do. And then I go. If you cared about it, right. Wouldn't you uh, um, respect the agreement that we came up with and not deny it? And they're like, what do you mean? I go, well, you said you would make this priority and you're making these other things priority. No, I'm not. What do you mean? Well, I care about these things. I understand you care about these things, but I'm saying you don't care about this thing as much as those things because it's not a priority. It is a priority. Well, what would you consider priority? I think we're just arguing semantics now. No. Priority is priority. It's <laughs> the thing actions. you put. Yeah, it's Your the effort. thing you do the most. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. You you when you have time, you choose that as the priority. I have time. Let me work on this. But if you're always choosing the other things and the one thing that you said was priority is not being done, you are you do not care about this thing as you had agreed to and or as much as the other stuff. And that's where it gets really ridiculous because they'll be like, you can't tell me how I feel. And I go, you know what? I'm not telling you how you feel. I'm telling you that your actions are showing me you don't care. So I'm telling you how I am seeing the situation and I'm trying to have a conversation about it. And for me to believe that you care about it, you need to change your behavior for this. If you're not comfortable with changing your behavior, I'm okay with this disregarding this relationship this situation the value the value of you to me has decreased a lot and i need to go yeah. find uh a, a better cast for the movie that is my life yeah i yeah i need i need to, I need to recast you. the role of you in my yeah. life well the worst somebody more deserving you're, you're friends with somebody and you're privy to their poor behavior but you accept it because they're your friends but then once you start realizing they're doing that behavior to you, you're like, all right, I'm not going to accept this. You know, like when when someone's a liar and they're lying to other people or they're hiding or being sneaky or being and then like you're like, well, are they being honest with me then? And then you catch one lie or you catch one mm -hmm. sneaky behavior and you start noticing things and you're like, oh, they're a liar. And then you tell them. We can't be friends because you're a liar. And they go, I am not a liar. And I go, but you lie to me. 
Yeah, but that doesn't make me a liar. I go, that absolutely makes you a liar. You are a liar. Yeah, but lying doesn't make a person a liar. And I go, how many lies does it take to make a person a liar? I don't know. It probably has to be consistent behavior. I go, but you're always lying to me. I don't always lie to me. You consistently lie to me. I'm not me. I don't mean you. Everything out of your mouth is a lie. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying the majority has been lies to the point where I don't believe you. Therefore, you are a liar. Well, just because you think I'm a liar doesn't make me a liar. No, you lying makes you a liar. And you can't have that. If you're having that conversation with somebody in your life, you got to cut them out of your life. You shouldn't have to try to prove to somebody that they are what you feel they are. You just like if I go to you and I go, Corey, you've done a couple of things that make me feel you're a liar. And then you go, oh, well, what am I doing that makes you feel I'm a liar? Well, I asked you about this thing and you told me and then the evidence came back that it was not true. And it's like, well, maybe I was just misinformed. And I go, all right, that's one incident then. Maybe. But two, three, four, five, and you're always misinformed. You're either lying or you're stupid or you're stupid. (laughs) And I can't deal with either one of those. (laughs) I'm not dealing with stupid and I'm not dealing with lying. Because stupid, because if you're always misinformed, it means that you're choosing to believe that you are guaranteeing yourself that you understand the information and you refuse to ask for help. I don't need clarification. I heard you, but you were misinformed. Yeah, well, that, that you're a bad communicator. So it's always spinning that accountability wheel and it's landing on everybody but you. Keep yeah. on spinning it. Keep, Keep on. on spinning it. Yeah. But when you meet somebody that had a child with somebody... And they won't tell people that could help them or their family. And they they like they abandon the kid in another country. And, you know, like <sighs> and you're like, how can I trust this person at all? And, yeah. then, you know, like you're just like this person's a terrible human being. <laughs> yeah, dude, if you, if you can. Even even if the situation, let's say the situation is they're in an abusive relationship and you feel that person's abusive. Why would you want your child to be stuck with them? But more importantly. When you realized, hey, the person saying that person is abusive and has all these bad traits, and you're like, but you have the traits that you're saying that person has. It's right? also like, plus you're a liar. Like, starting off a relationship with somebody who is cheating on someone to be with you. Oh, yeah, that's always. That, that, what's that's- making you think? What's going to make you think that they're not going to do the exact same thing to you? Yeah. That, this is that- why I'm poly. <laughs> well like, like you want to be with someone else just tell me i don't care i i um like uh, this is not the exact same example but a, uh, a few years ago this guy that i'm that i was friends with uh his wife his wife left him and like in a like, real in a real like real shitty shitty way but a few years prior to that she had completely ditched her 15 year old son and like cut him off in his. I'm like, you think she was gonna do that to him and not do that to you? You think you're more special than someone she birthed? Yeah, yeah. If you're not being good to your kid, you're not being good to people you love. You're lying to yourself, buddy. Yeah. However, you know we're not parents. We don't know what it's like. No, I have no idea. I, <clears throat> you know, I can't. I can't claim to know what it's like to be a parent. I yeah. mean, I watched I watched Hassan Minaj's new special on Netflix yesterday, and yeah. uh, when he talked about his uh, 
his kid being born. It, it, I, I might have, I might have choked a little happy, little happy bump down here because I was like, this sounds really nice. Yeah, yeah. Happy like- for you, but not jealous of you. <laughs> <laughs> when people tell me they're pregnant and they're happy, I'm just like, good luck. You know, I'm so happy for you. And then they're like, my child's adorable. And you're like, your child is not. Your child is ugly. I bet you think that. Yeah. Uh, listen, it is 2.45 Eastern Standard Time. It is. I, I have a 3.15. So I have to. We have to wrap up. Right, wrapping it up for real this time. Yeah. So I can. Okay. Uh, I have, Two I have, quick things. Hot dog and a handshake. And then right off into the sunset. Okay. Um, uh on the record things that you'd like to ask or say to me on the record things. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, besides prison, what keeps you from committing, uh, um, real, uh, laws, uh, a break, uh, what, what keeps you from breaking, uh, serious laws besides prison? What keeps you, from breaking serious laws? Uh, two things. Mm-hmm. One, conscience. Like, living with that shit on my conscience, um, I, I have a hard time with that. Two, being a role model. I want to make sure I'm being a good example uh, so I can't commit big, big, gross crimes and expect the people around me to not see that and think that I've made it okay for them to do that too. Okay. Okay. Or, or, you know, fans or kids or whoever is following anything I'm doing. I, I'd want to serve as a good, good uh, role model or example to. All right. Okay. Okay. I would say. All right. What about you? Me? Yeah. Who says I don't commit crime? (laughs) (laughs) You just assumed that I didn't. So, oh, well, you're a good guy. Um, <laughs> I I don't uh, serious crimes. Uh, I haven't had the um, the urge or uh, or need to break the crimes. However, I would break serious crimes if I had the need to. For example, I would kill somebody to protect myself or others. Uh, I would hunt someone down and skin them alive uh, for raping someone, a child, I would cut their legs, you know, like I would torture it's them. All, it's all, it's all circumstantial. It's all yeah. It's yeah. All yeah, yeah. Uh, but what keeps me out from doing it is I don't have a urgency or a need. I would, I would steal to survive for food. Uh, if I had people that were like freezing around me, I would happily try to steal clothes for them. If we were living on the street, like, you know, circumstances would 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 uh, would guarantee action from me. Uh, however, I am not in the urgency of need. So that's what keeps me from uh, breaking the law. Also, I don't think people should be killed because going back to the, your religious thought, I think that's a, a gift, you know, going to the next life. Uh, that's the release. You know, that's the freedom. Yeah, you've uh, gifted them. Yeah, well, you did. You get. You gave them. Well, think. Imagine the Bible was real. Oh, you know what? Now that you said that, I feel fine with killing somebody. I, I, I had a problem with it before, but now it's like I'm giving them a little reward. Well, think about it. If paradise existed, if somebody believed paradise existed, why wouldn't you want to die? Now, 
according to the books, you're not allowed to kill yourself because it's a mortal sin. But if someone killed you, oh, I go to fucking heaven. Like, who cares? Right. But everyone's like, no, 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 don't kill me. I love it here. No, you don't. You got to pay taxes. Oh, yeah. Well, I got to, you know, I got to make money and pay taxes. You are a speck on a marble in a galaxy that's a part of something much bigger than you'll ever expect. And you're worried about taxes? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell me. That that's a that's a pretty major. It's a pretty major one. You're you're a speck on a marble. Yeah. In a galaxy that is a part of, you know, so like, yeah. I, I so I think it's a gift to to kill to to die, it's a gift. I, mm-hmm. I, it's sorrowful. You'll miss people. I, 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 you know, I'm sad to see people go. You know, I just, I lost both my parents like in, in a six month period. So like there are, like I have all that, but what I'm saying is I don't think they're in a bad, I think they're a part of, you know, what's next. So it's beautiful. Um, but anyway, that must've been very hard for you. It It's still hard. <laughs> it just I happened. mean, yes, must, it must still be very hard for you Yeah, yeah, yeah. to have, to have, um, gone through that loss so quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those losses, those losses alone are huge, but yeah. so quickly. Man. Yeah, no, no one wants to throw a, a baseball bat at me anymore. I mean, a, a ball. What is it? I forget how it works. No one wants <laughs> to throw a baseball at you anymore? Uh, no, the ball, you know, like uh, to, uh, play catch with me. No one wants to play catch with you anymore. Yeah, then right. they might die. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Catch this COVID. <laughs> um, Time capsule, audio time capsule segment we always do and we're starting to wrap it up. What I'll do is I'll say this stuff is outliving us, right? So this is this is living on forever. Let's say let's say 20 years from now in 2042, the people who love you the most stumble across this audio, stumble across this recording of you and I having this conversation, speaking directly to them from a time stamp in 2022. Uh, what words are you saying to them? to help them to be a better version of themselves. Uh, everything you're speaking directly to the, to the future people. Yeah. Yeah. So listen, uh, in the year two, th- uh, so, uh, for those listening, remember all actions must first stem from purpose for action without purpose has no meaning. And what we do should have meaning. Even if our time here is limited, uh, it should leak on to the next generations. So do with purpose to grow, not exist. That was the best one anyone's ever given me for that. Time <laughs> I kind of want to watch your other episodes here with this. Uh, hot dogs are going to be the thing of the future. <laughs> and I just want you to confirm that. Uh, with this, uh, uh hypothetically i've gifted you this show so this is the way we're wrapping up this is the la- the final yeah, thing hypothetically i've gifted you this show this has been the first pilot episode of your show evolving with thomas j belezzo in what jerry springer's final thought type of way do you t- get the most important takeaways and wrap this thing up in a pretty bow what oh how like, would i end the show like like jerry springer's final thought oh for, for your new podcast. All right. Uh, Corey, you are not the father. 
Yes, that's correct. Uh, how would I end it? I guess the same way I end my shows, you know, keep developing the right mindset. Uh, you know, do you have what it takes to make a right left here? You know, be, be different, you know, be, think outside the box, maybe bring your, bring your dreams to reality, take action, you know, depending on what brand I'm working. I, I believe that, uh, it's, it's always about, you know, it, it, inward out to help others, put the oxygen on your face and then look to your left and your right and uh, do right by others uh, as you wish to have done to you, you know? Yeah. Do you do any impressions? Well, I do uh, Christopher Walken a little bit. It's nice. Uh, I do a couple. I do a couple. I want you, Gollum. Gollum is always going to be one of my precious examples. Stupid. The way we, like, cut it and end the end the stream is normally I, I'll ask you to say the the, the catchphrase of the show, which is be fun, have safe, keep evolving in your best impression. <laughs> be fun, be safe, and keep evolving. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Tom, it's, it's a blast to hang in with you, man. I, I hope we get to like hang out in person again soon. Well, you know, if I am ever in Jersey or you're ever in Ohio or we ever <laughs> find ourselves in New York on set again. <laughs> yes, we, we must. I definitely want to see you wrestle one day, so that's gonna happen. I, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, man, that'll be that'll be a, a blast. Yeah, I yeah. gotta go get booked in Ohio now. See, there you go, there you go. I'll introduce you to my friend. He works for WWE now. <laughs> yeah, I know. You introduced me to him already. Oh, I did. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I just stopped talking to him. <laughs> Why? Well, well, like, well, was people get, well, when people get in that world, like I think when people get like in the bubble, the WWE bubble. Yeah. They stop communicating with everybody they've ever communicated with. I agree because with they're in that grind day in and day out. Yeah, you gotta so be. It's forty-eight it's, hour days. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So I don't take any of that stuff personally. When like my friends make it big and never talk to me again, I don't take yeah. that personally. You don't think it's nuts? Okay, I, I think it's planters. <laughs> I planted that there. Yeah. All right, listen, I have to go though. I have I have another session. I have to get ready. All right, for man. Go. Take care of yourself. Uh, but have I appreciate night. you having me on. It was a blast and a great, great ending questions. And remember, by the way, uh, I, I, like I say to every every guy I meet, uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't make love to you, uh, but I but I would let you clean my nuts. All right, so uh, be good. And <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Tom. <laughs> have a great day. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right, everybody. If this is your first time ever checking out Evolving with Corey Castle, uh, check out all the other episodes. Make sure uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit like, comment on the video below. If you're watching on YouTube, if you hit subscribe, I love you. Be fun. Have safe. Actually, before I say that, I want to make sure I say be kinder to yourself. You know, learn who you are. Uh, give yourself some grace because we're not gonna we're not gonna know the answers all the time right away. Not at all. It it's it's a long long journey. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving.